Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. If you feel motivated this morning, every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. If you start your day out right, every day I'm, every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Put a number one in the chat. Think you're tripping with yes, I'm the if boss. If you're not too concerned with what's going on in your rearview mirror, I cut them wide, I cut them long, I cut them fat. I keep them coming back. We keep them coming back. I'm in the distribution. I'm like Atlantic. I got them pretty things flying across the Atlantic. I know Pablo, Noriega, the real Noriega. He owe me a hundred favors. I ain't petty player. We buy the whole thing. See, most of my homies hustle. They still do their thing. My roof back, roof back. My money ride. I'm on the pedal. Show you what I'm running like. When they snatch black, I cry for a hundred nights. He got a hundred bodies serving a hundred lights. Every day I'm hustling. 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 But we deal hard. Whip it real hard. Whip it, whip it real hard. Call the charge, I call the charge, whip it real hard, whip it, whip it real hard. Ain't about no funny stuff, still flipping them chickens. I'm on my money stuff, still whipping them beans. Major league, who catching because I'm pitching? Jose can say go just snitching because he finish. I feed them steroids to strengthen up all my chickens. Let's make sure we get rid of the energy you know it's fast. It we know it's fast. So they can go on rap. Yeah, run and tell them that. Mo cars. Mo O's. Mo clothes. Mo blow. Every day I'm hustling. 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 Time to spend my thrills, custom spinning wheels. I ain't drove in a week, them shit is spinning steel. Talk about hey, oh, what you know about that record right now. Talk about me, killers talking about me. <laughs> it ain't no talk about me, it ain't no walking around me. See all these they killers around me, all these killers around me going down. Classy, man, classy, man. I'm told no Magnum cost me 22. Sat it on her 22. Birds go for 22. Little mama super thin, she say she 22, she seen them 22, we in room 22. I touch work like I'm convertible bird, I got distribution so I'm converting the work. In the M-I-A-Yo, switch off, steady slanging, my shit be banging. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Listen, man, we had to take it back to the true hustlers because uh, I heard through the grapevine, oh, that you really can't keep a real hustler now. You
him right. wherever you want right. to go at him. Put him wherever you put him in the world. And a real hustler gonna still figure his way out to the top. You ever heard about something like that before? Oh. Never keep a real hustler down, man. Never ever. Never ever. So, man, shout out to Ashley for pulling up to the H Town. You know what I'm saying? And getting a chance to go pull up, you know what I'm saying, to the to the Keelan's Tex Mex. You know, it was the first time experience for me as well. You know what I'm saying? And that was a first, it was a pleasurable uh experience. Um Yeah, man, you know, I, I, I'm excited, man. Had a wonderful weekend, you know. Uh, excited about what's to come as well. You know, you know, at the end of the day, I had to start with that hustlers theme, man, because guess what? You cannot keep a real hustler down. See, what I realized, oh, is that it's always some some bullshit lurking around the horizon at all times. And I think sometimes depending on the type of bullshit it is, oh, when it hits some folk, it take them completely out the game. Right And then It'll hit the next person And the next person Will use that same bullshit As fuel To 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 push them to their next Level of success Their next Venture Their next uh, Episode Of greatness it's I can see that I can see that Everybody get hit with it though Nobody Nobody Got a vaccine To the bullshit Just stay away from life. the bullshit this vaccine don't exist But at the end of the day You can't keep A real hustler down You, you can't do it They figure it out So you know Today's I think, topic I think the major thing is How you react to the bullshit That's it Some people Some people You know it take them out and Some people they, start, they, tan, they stand on top of the bullshit And keep it going Ooh. Wow A lot of people Not strong enough To go through the bullshit man. They take it personal Oh Yeah man Mm. They said it's a sign that it ain't for me. Oh, come no, on. No, it's oh. a sign that you ain't strong enough. Oh, what you want. come on, oh. Come on, oh. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Wow. That's all it is. Mm. Cause so, everybody gotta go through the storm, but only a few people make it. Mm. Cause that's the people that's built for it. So some people say they they get hit with the bullshit, they get slapped in the face. With entrepreneurial reality And they say This is not for me Oh this ain't for me This ain't this for me sign, This signs from God Saying sign this ain't for God me. is not for me Oh God <laughs> Wow <laughs> But it's truly a sign from God Trying to see if you built for For the For the long term Ooh I hope y'all heard that I ain't say that Oh said that I ain't say I that Oh said that You know what I'm saying Some of y'all Gonna get hit With The news today it's gonna take you off your note, right? I'm gonna mute O real quick because he ain't, he sound like he in the, uh, in the in the in the court. But some of y'all gonna get hit with some bad news today, or maybe next week, and that's gonna be all the confirmation you need to give up on your dreams. Throw it in the trash can. Throw it, ball it up like a piece of paper, and throw it in the trash can. That's gonna be all the confirmation you needed. You're gonna be then got your sign from God, or what you call God, right? As to why you need to give up on yourself and quit. Fold up. 
And it's going to be somebody else that's going to get that same exact news. I just want you to know they're going to get the same news you got. Right. And they're going to say, man, this is the reason why I need to be going harder. This is the reason why I need to be setting myself up for generational wealth. This is the exact reason why I need to be putting my educating my kids or going into the wealth community and jumping in some DMs and sharing sharing this testimony, right? As to how I made it through. Same problems. Same problems. Different response. Just saying. Listen, my name is Byron, real estate investor out of Houston, Texas, primarily focused on the wholesale space. Also do a little bit of creative finance, fix and flip new construction, right? New to the build to rent space. Excited about that. Excited about that. Man. And, uh, you know, listen, also nine to five millions. If you're looking to leverage your nine to five situation correctly, you definitely want to tap in with me because I do cover how to put systems in place to be able to allow you to have that nine to five. And at the same time, transition into real estate millions. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what that course is focused on primarily. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me. If you want to tap into that, definitely let me know. And I got you. Oh, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm at the gym. Excuse the basketballs that you hear. Screeching on the court. Just trying to get my body right. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> one day I'm fucking real estate investor. I'm from New York, Louisiana. Been investing in real estate since 2016. Replaced a six-figure job in 2020. And I'm just building businesses around the real estate business uh, that I truly enjoy. And I also teach people how to get in the game, starting where you at. Doesn't matter if you have no money, no credit, or you know you got some money, got some credit. I can teach you how to get started where you at, if you have a job or not. That part, man. What a what a um, what a delight, man. It is to you know have these conversations, man, with everybody, and uh, share experiences, triumphs, right, even failures. Power and all of that You know what I'm saying We're going to be diving deep today We're going to be diving deep today But how you feeling this morning Dallas? Hey man I'm feeling real good man Fresh out the shower By well the Peloton I done Ooh. already got it in this morning You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Peloton hey, Yes sir so you, so you starting at 75 hard over That's what I hear? Hey man I'm starting at 75 hard over bro We got to get it Ooh. We got to hey, get it man That's a painful challenge right there man What you say? It's a painful challenge right there. It is definitely a painful <laughs> challenge, man. But, you know, I really want to conquer that because you can't stop a hustler. That's what Byron Ooh. said. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, really you I, be, I bet you want ask Byron to join you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, Byron doing his own thing. That's true. Byron That's doing his own true. thing. Yeah, yeah. You trying to just shots fired, Byron. You heard I your heard boy. The oh. shot. I heard the shot. Yeah, I yeah. Heard the shot. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Hey, yo, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to get to the news today because uh, Ashley been in that back check with us. We had a lot happen in Texas. So, uh, whoa, I can't wait to get to it. Hey, yo, Byron, do me a favor. Yeah. Drop that beat for me. Oh. Yes, indeed. Oh. Man, I almost started rhyming there for a minute, freestyling, man. That was a nice one. I like that. I like that. Good morning. Good morning. And good morning again to each and every one of you who have joined us here. You are listening to Business Over Breakfast and the No Stingy Energy Podcast, a.k.a. the place to be where we discuss fresh perspectives on relationships, health, health 
wealth, economics, and entrepreneurship. B.O.B., stand up. I need you to mash on that green mansion at the top of your screen so that you can be kept abreast and in the know of all things business over breakfast. And while you're at it, press on the square where the arrow is pointing up to share it in the clubhouse hallways and on all of your socials. And of course, you are able to copy the link and text it out as well. And why not ping some of those who are already here? Please, please, please. I got another question for you. Hear me well. Do you see the scissors? Good. I'm glad you said yes. That's where you go. And when something resonates within you and you just can't keep it to yourself, you click on those scissors and the system records the last 30 seconds of what's been said so that you can play those gems and nuggets to your friends by sharing what's been going on on the stage. So make sure you share that as well on your socials. Do you want to support? Screenshot the stage, submit your pictures to socials and tag as many people as you can and you can possibly get a reshare. Y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Dion Britton, a.k.a. at Dallas the Realtor. You can reach me there on all of my socials, and I would love to follow you back. Let's get it. It is Tuesday, August the 9th, 2022. Get it how you live. Happy birthday to all of the August people. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hey, y'all, we're about to start a fire as we chop it up about how to prepare for 2023 during a recession. Are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? Get your writing instruments of choice and a notepad. You're going to learn today. You better take some notes. Make sure you pray for and follow each and every person that is on this digital verbal stage, as well as those on their socials. I don't know about y'all. But when it comes to these clubhouse streets, it's the B.O.B. for me. Let's go. Let's do what we came to do, and that is to pray. Let's talk to the Father and watch him work. And remember this, if God don't do nothing else for you, he's already done enough. Let us pray. Today, God, an incredible God deserves incredible praise. And we come this morning lifting you up before our friends and peers that they may see your good works within us and glorify you as well. Today, God, please meet us at the place of our thoughts of incompatibilities. I'm sorry, incompatibilities. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, your word says that we can do all things through Christ, which strengthen us. So today, God, for everything that we have gone through, use that as a spiritual exercise. Wherefore, we would have gained supernatural strength that will see us through every obstacle that we are faced with today. For your word also says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now, to the audience, if I got any witnesses under the sound of my voice, please put a seven in the chat regarding God's number of completion, knowing that whatever you're going through, consider it over. And it is in the unmatched name of Jesus, we pray and the B.O.B. Church shout it out. Amen. Y'all have a powerful and productive day in the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. And now indeed. and now it is with the esteemed pleasure that I introduce to some 
and present to others my sister from another mister she hails from south carolina she is the founder and thought leader of phenomenal women leading y'all help me extend a warm bob no stingy energy welcome for dr ashley b wilkerson who will greet us as only she can with this right here hey y'all goody (laughs) (laughs) yeah Hallelujah. Hey, sister, how you doing? Good morning. He already, he already had the hey, y'all in person. In That's person. Right now. Ooh. <laughs> in person. Ooh. And she's so tall. I saw pictures by her. She's so tall in statue. <laughs> you know what's crazy? It's like, this is very true. This is 100% true. And I, I'm pretty sure everybody's going to be able to attest to this. One thing about Ashley, the same bubbly, vibrant, excited, good energy spirit that y'all hear every single morning on B.O.B. Yes, sir. That's the same one that you get in real life. Hey. Same one. I love it. I love when people don't never change. They the same. I I love it, man. That's genuine people. Absolutely. Brian's in the building, too. Oh my look God, B. Brian, look at Brian in the building. Hey, what yeah. up, B? You know that, that's what happens, man. When you uh, you know, when you just did a hundred bands on a deal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw yeah. that. I think Brian did two hundred last month, hundred this month. You know what I'm saying? That's the yeah. band man. <laughs> rubber the band, band man. Wow, the rubber band. band. There she goes. Just saying, man. I'm yes, sir. <laughs> Y'all need to go check out that story situation in real life. Yes, sir. That's where it's a real life story. Mm -hmm. That is. Yeah. I don't know if you all saw that uh, post that I put in the group chat. And it says, if you can't handle me randomly blurting out song lyrics (laughs) that relate to what you just said, we can't be friends. Damn. (laughs) I saw that. And you know, and that's a real life situation. That's a real yeah, life is. situation. Cause yeah, I, I'm I'm a I'm a song blurter too every now and then. Just for sure. My only problem is actually I get stuck on songs. I, I'm like a I get stuck. Like I'm not like one of the ones that's just gonna throw a bunch of them out there. But the one that I'm gonna throw out for that day, that song gonna gonna be consistent the whole. You gonna ride day. on that one? I'm gonna, gonna ride, ride on the on whole it. day. Maybe two days, three days. Ooh, Dallas. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So that song may be a song that I start off with in the beginning of the day. But as soon as you say something, like you all just said, Rubber Band Man. And of course, I had to sing T.I. So as soon as you say something, I'm going to sing another song. <laughs> I'm the same way. I answer my wife with songs. She say something, then I'm just going to start singing it. You know, it just match. It just match. It just, it just match. It is what it is. I wanted to say, man, before you move, Ashley, that old Brian, he telling stories without telling stories. Mm. Ooh, he killing it. On you, Ashley. Hey, y'all. Listen, I was in H-Town this past weekend. <laughs> and the people in Houston took such great care of me I want to say special thanks to everyone so many people came to see me over the weekend 
I went to um, what's the name of the Texas? What's the name of the Mexican restaurant? Feelings, you put me feelings text mix. Man, that place is absolutely delicious. It Next was a time whole we gotta go to the steakhouse. Next, absolutely. Next time we have to go to the steakhouse, I definitely want to tap into that. I went to Papados. Ooh. <laughs> like you, you know what? If you come to Houston and and and, and you ain't getting no Papados and you black, you may accidentally lose your black card. Easy. It can easily happen. <laughs> is that to you. what it like is? That. Boof, gone. It's that easy. It can easily it's happen to you. Yeah, yeah. You gotta. It's one of the places you must visit when you come to the H. Sure. Well, I'm glad I went twice. So, do I get an extra stamp on my black card? <laughs> It'll do that to you. I didn't see it happen to worse people. <laughs> <laughs> I went there twice. Brian took me there. My uncle took me there. Uh, one of my coaching clients lived in the area, took me to a Korean spa, Spa World. Mm. That was an experience. It was an amazing experience there. That was awesome. Uh, I saw another uh, one of my one-on-one coaching clients. She came to visit me while I was there. And then, of course, I saw some incredible people at the conference that I was co-hosting, which is the TPC Con for Black Women Who Love Outdoor Living Spaces. And the illustrious founder of this club, of this community, of this conference just stepped onto the stage and she was bestowed she was bestowed upon her the title doctor this weekend she received her honorary doctorate this past weekend during the conference on top of having a day named in her honor and an award from President Biden my triple big sis just stepped on the stage Tara L. Page listen it was a whole vibe hey big sis doctor big sis how you doing girl I am so good, so full. Oh my gosh, so excited. And thank you guys, uh, BOB, for having me this morning. Thanks, uh, Big Triple Sis, Little Big, Little Triple Sis, for inviting <laughs> me up. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I heard it was a phenomenal event. We had a great time. We had a great time. You know, look, I always reference TikTok whenever I'm talking about stuff. But y'all know that TikTok, we had a time last night. We had a time last night. We did. (laughs) (laughs) I can dig it. I can dig it. Y'all, it was a whole vibe. I'm so incredibly thankful to everyone who came through H-Town. It was an incredible experience. I'm looking forward to my next visit to H-Town. You know, five days, Byron, wasn't long enough. (laughs) I'm going to have to come. I didn't realize how many people I knew in Texas, Byron. We out here. Y'all are out there, especially by way of my clubhouse family. So next time I come, there will be a next time. It's coming up sooner than later. I will be in Texas. So stay tuned, my Texas Pete's. Be on the lookout for that date. I'm coming back to Texas. I'm going to have to stay there longer. I'm going to have to do something to see 
my Texas peeps while I'm there. And you got to get that turkey leg hood, too. Ooh. You got to throw Okay, so Brian brought that up. He talked about the turkey leg hood. Now, I didn't make it to the turkey leg hood, but he, he did bring that up about it being... That's a staple. A hey, hey, Byron, is the other place still open, the uh, breakfast club? That is that is that is still open. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got to hit both of those, Ashley. Yeah, those are those are must. Those are absolute must. Now, TJ, <laughs> welcome to the party. Welcome to the building. Byron showed me some areas where your developments are going down. So, <laughs> congratulations! I didn't get to connect with you there. I didn't get to connect with you while I was there, but Byron made sure he made me completely oh, aware. Wow. So congratulations to you. I look forward uh, to seeing you or connecting with you the next time I'm in your city. Well, listen, I appreciate it so much. I appreciate appreciate you, Byron, for showing her showing her to, uh, you know, with a real estate, with prime real estate at. Prime real estate, TJ <laughs> building the city. You know, uh, let's not act like that's normal. To Johnny Sweets. To Johnny Sweets. This is, this is not regular. One time, I, I can't wait to stay in Johnny Sweets. Yeah, wait a minute, Brian big. came off mic. Did y'all see that just now? That's Uh-oh. that hundred thousand dollars talking he just made yesterday. I think. That's what <laughs> oh, I'm okay, yeah, yeah. Because we had yeah. a whole conversation about him, his behind stage silent, and then he gonna come off mic. Come on, <laughs> Johnny Sweets. That's what that's that that's that when you up three hundred k in sixty days. I'm just saying. That's that. That's that energy he's yeah, giving us. That, that kind of energy. Hey, yeah. Just the quarter I, I meal energy. My brain don't function in the morning. All I know is ad libs. Oh, is that what it is? All I know is ad libs. I'm like the Migos on Clubhouse for the first thirty minutes. <laughs> well, I you need to Ashley, be. I said, please don't call on me in the first thirty minutes. I feel dumb as hell. He <laughs> did say that. <laughs> I need to wake up. On the Migos, yeah. sweet. Hanging, <laughs> hanging out with them in the office was a whole vibe. On Thursday, what's that Thursday, y'all? My days are running together. It was Thursday. Hanging out with them in the office on Thursday was a whole vibe, and we did a whole photo shoot. Let's let's be clear. Facts about that. Big facts. <laughs> Let's, let's be clear. Uh, give me another one. Uh, g- give me two more. Two more right here. Hold on. Wait. 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 Let me get my phone out. <laughs> FOMO right here. Just yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait a FOMO. minute. Listen. They're my type of people. They have cameras. They have video cameras. They have three different lighting stands. I'm like, oh, I'm with people. I'm with my people. <laughs> hey, Ash. You know it's hilarious. Uh, Byron hitting an automatic timer. And, and casually walking Love back walking. in place like, <laughs> like he ain't got three seconds. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who does this. Who says it? He didn't even set a 10 second timer, y'all. He set a three second timer. And then he slow walked back. In <laughs> I tried to maintain the cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't want to be good, like doing the most. Y'all, hey, who does them- that? We had to retake that three second timer picture five times. <laughs> Because he's slow. You gotta gotta touch it like you popping a firecracker. You gotta lean and jump back in the place. Jump back in the place. Yeah, Brian understood the assignment, though. He understood the assignment. Y'all, we had to switch it out. We had to switch it out. We couldn't even let Byron do it. Byron's too cool to rush, y'all. He missed this three second timer five times. Brian was like, just stand still. Just stand still. I'll do it. Brian had to do it, y'all. Brian can pop back in place real quick, like. 
Byron, what were you on? You were on that uncle vibe with the slow creep. I, I just wanted to maintain the cool. Just wanted to maintain the cool. You know, in pictures, you hey, have hey, to maintain by, by, that kind of stuff. Byron thought we had that high tech that the camera knew he wasn't ready, so he'd give me an extra second or two. <laughs> nah, three seconds is three seconds, bro. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Everywhere. Even with the camera, three is seconds. It's three seconds. Y'all, they, they saw how particular I am about my photos, too. I don't play. About this right here, no way. I don't play. Ooh, Ooh. she TikTok. <laughs> I love y'all. So it was a vibe, you all. We're already talking about a BLB live meetup, right? Absolutely. It's we planning right. something. Put a number one in the chat if y'all want to hit us up at a BLB event because it's time. It's time for us to go ahead and have another B.O.B. event. So put a number one in the chat. Definitely got to do it. We're going to figure that out. We're going to get that figured out. Whip it real hard. Whip it. Whip it real hard. I was vibing to that earlier. (laughs) Listen. Whew. A lot went down in Texas this weekend. Let me tell you, I was a little nervous. A little nervous. <laughs> I was a little nervous. What's going on? <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> as soon as I get to Texas for the weekend, I want to see all the news going on. But why is it all going on in Texas? Make it make, it make sense. Help me understand what is going on. Y'all. So much happened in Texas this past weekend. It was it was a little bit nerve-wracking. Mm. One thing that happened, a Texas woman was charged with murder after setting her boyfriend on fire oh. at a gas station. Oh my god. In Texas. So, wait a minute, how this work? Okay. Okay, how she do that? I'm trying to understand the logistics of this situation. <laughs> Not the logistics. <laughs> because the way is, I mean, I'm just, I ain't trying, you know, I know it's a serious situation and all, but I'm just saying, like, wait a minute. Logistically speaking, that just seemed a little difficult, but I'm just trying to understand how she was able to pull this off. Oh, jeez. Okay. 24 year old Brianna Johnson, she's facing murder charges after she allegedly sprayed gasoline into her back seat while her boyfriend, Ricky Doyle, was sitting and lit it on fire. Mm. The incident took place after the couple stopped at a gas station around 9 p.m. Witnesses reportedly overheard the couple arguing and the woman saying, I'm going to kill you, before she entered the gas station to buy 50 cent worth of gas. Witnesses say that Brianna returned to the car poured gasoline over him, walked around to the driver's seat and set him on fire in what it seemed like a premeditated and thought-out attack. Brianna was taken into custody the same day and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. However, her charge will be upgraded to murder. She is currently being held in the, uh, is it Tarrant or Tarrant County Jail on a $50,000 bond. It's wait a minute. Okay, okay. Wait a minute. So, so, so this is this is a new level of toxic. I wonder what the hell he did that made her feel like you know what? I'm just gonna burn you alive. 
I'm trying to understand like what was the thought process. Maybe you know what? Shout out to my guy Ruler in the building. Ruler, you in the building right now, man? It's my guy Ruler in the building, man. Yo, what's up, Bar? I'm in the building, man. And congratulations to you, my boy. My first time seeing you, seeing you, man. Congrats, man, on your engagement. Oh, man, appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Can you help me understand what the hell would make a woman burn a man alive, man? What level man, of toxic I, are we are we creeping into? Man, that, that's 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 not even toxic. That's demonic, man, gotcha. literally. Set it. <laughs> Set him on fire, man. Like, that's why I don't cheat. That's why I tell him straight up. Cause I ain't got no time to be worried about women trying to block killing me or poison my food. I.e., example, getting set on fire in the gas station and dying in a crazy way. That's crazy. That's a crazy um, way yeah. to go. Crazy way to go. Wow. Poison food, crazy that's a crazy way to, way to go too. Crazy yeah, way poison to go. food, that's the oldest trick in the book. So, you know, hey fellas, just don't cheat. Just tell her, hey, you know what? You might have to go your separate ways. She might respect you longer for in the long run. She may be mad you one day, but at least you ain't cheat on her. So always come back to it and you won't get killed in the process. I you. Damn. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, Ashley. I mean, you know, is that is that what we doing these days? It, like women, y'all burning people alive? Listen, I don't I don't think people should cheat, but I don't know if that's the message either. Uh people getting a pass to kill people for cheating. I don't know about that. Mm. Um She watched waiting to excel too much. <laughs> she burned up the car, not a person. Don't wait until excel. Twenty twenty two, you gotta take it to the next level, you know? Oh Lord. Oh god. Oh Lord. There's nothing good about that. Conversation just now. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, and then this happened in Texas too. I saw it over the weekend that a Texas teacher was sentenced to 60 days in jail after she admitted to sexually abusing a teen. She's a, a middle school teacher. Marka Bodine has been sentenced to 60 days in jail since confessing to sexually abusing a former student over a three-year period. Mm. The 32-year-old is heading to jail for two months after pleading guilty to continuous sexual abuse of a child under 14. The unnamed student was 13 at the time the abuse started. She will also serve 10 years on probation and register as an offender. Well, I mean, you know, we got places for everybody, don't we? We do have places for everyone. But I said, what is, I saw those things. I think I was on flight, right, Dallas? I was on my airplane. Yep, you <laughs> sure those, were. <laughs> I honestly think this is something that happens more than, um, than reported. A lot more than what's reported. I Listen, every that. headline said, Texas woman, Texas woman. <laughs> Like, what is going on as I'm on the way to Texas, Lord? Especially little boys. You got to understand, boys don't don't tell that kind of stuff. You know, we we it, it's it's normal for women to have a space to kind of like report this kind of stuff. And, you know, I would say that women or little girls are more prone to probably like tell something like this. But I can I, listen. It's a lot of little boys that's that's fooling with them teachers and you never hear about it. You never hear about it. Just saying, man. And <laughs> you see Crystal in the chat. <laughs> what she said. It's the truth. Ashley, she said Ashley was sending me all the Texas news. Talking about what's going on in in your state? She's talking about I don't know those people. <laughs> Just saying. TM, 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 no. TM, 
You know what I'm saying? It be happening to them little boys, man. Nobody be knowing about it, man. But but 60 days, though, is that really enough time served? Not I mean, at that's all. Tr- three years of this boy's life? I just think that's horrible. That's horrible. 60 days? 60 days for what she did to that little boy for three years. That's going to change the course of his entire life. Yeah, Man, that's messed up. Yeah, I know. And I he, know. And he waiting on her, too. Damn. Okay, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. I just think that's horrible. Another thing that happened in the news over the course of the weekend, you know, this goes back to the toxic. I had to, I had to exhale on this one because it goes back to the toxic, toxic relationships that we previously talked about. We just talked about it last um, Thursday with Blueface and Christiana, who Christiana, by the way, posted a video of being happy waking up in the morning to him after they were on social media last week for the fight that happened in public in uh, California. But this particular incident, a young lady um, was arguing with her boyfriend, and I believe he too may have been cheating. And so she decided to have a drink and drive. And during her uh, joyride, she ended up running a red light. And when she read, ran the red light, she ended up killing five people, including a woman who was expecting. And nine other people were injured. And I reported uh, some of that last Thursday, but it's been since updated um, to the number of people that she killed, the number of people who are injured, the fact that she was drunk driving and video camera footage literally shows her going straight through the red light in the most busiest of intersections possible. I mean, she, 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 it's extremely sad. She could not have been paying attention at all. Wow. Wow, that's sad. It's so sad, man. And it's Horrible. like, and she survived, right? She did, yeah. And they have her in custody. Um, she did survive. She and you know, I know it has to feel horrible too because of her profession. She's a nurse, and you all um, have vowed to try to do everything possible to save lives. And her mm-hmm. action has claimed five. Wow. That's some, that's that, you know, that's a, that's a hard situation, you know, um, you know, it was an irresponsible act. Um, and I think, um, you know, it, it's just, a, it's just a sign, shining example, man, that we gotta, you know, be careful how we move in our here, you know, under the influence of, you know, of heavy alcohol and, 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 you know, emotional, uh, uh, unsettled states. You know, because I think it was probably a combination of her being, you know, unsettled in her emotions at that current time. You know, because didn't she say something about, you know, she wanted to kind of kill herself anyway or something like that? Um, I, am I misreading something? But then killed five people and not herself. Mm, boy, the accuracy. You know, wow, it is what it is. It's horrible. It's horrible. Listen, in other news, 
Donald Trump's home was raided by the FBI. His Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida is currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Donald claimed that nothing like this has ever happened before to a president of the United States. He says that he worked and cooperated with the relevant government agencies. This unannounced raid on his home was not necessary or appropriate. What they're claiming is that uh, Donald sent four forged fraudulent reg- uh, voting ballot counters into a prime area during the election uh, to change voting records in his favor. They're also accusing him of taking certified classified information from the White House to his personal home and residence. Um, He's also getting um, charged with trying to change and overturn election results. He's also being charged with being a part of the incident that took out, took place in DC when the, when that, Big raid took place and all of the people who were since um, found guilty and they're serving time. He's being uh, charged for being a part of that incident as well. And there are some other charges against him um, that the FBI warranted a raid for. Mm -hmm. So his home is currently under siege. Who see Trump going down over this? Tell the truth. Vina, what, what's your thoughts on this? I know Vina got something to say. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I'm in the chat. This must be all the voter fraud he was talking about. Ooh. I guess it happened. Ooh. The to charge Biden, Ash. <laughs> Damn. Everybody going down. Tell me this, though. Tell me this, though. Vina, do, do you see this being something that really will, will yield fruit in terms of, like, Taking Trump down, or did you see this is almost kind of like a political, you know? What, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, I don't know, and I don't really care that much. I think that if anybody, not just Trump, but if anybody really is trying to destroy the sanctity of a free democracy, that it sh- it should be investigated and looked into. I really do believe that, regardless of what party they fall to. Hmm. Yo, Byron. Uh-huh. Yo, I'm actually happy he's getting charged with something. They're doing something finally. As a Washingtonian, well, PG County, right outside DC, I never seen DC turn into a war zone the way it did under Trump's regime. He had a whole militia, proud boys, stand up, stand back. And when he said march, they march. I've been to the Capitol several times for business, right? I've been to Pelosi's office, took pictures with her and everything in her office, right? Been there with the United Nations. They have snipers on top of those buildings. You just can't walk up in there no type of way. So what he did was low-key domestic terrorism. And people want to keep on numbers and money turn people into dummies, right? And I don't care. Because he's a billionaire, because you like how he speaks, does not mean he cannot commit no um, no 
no crimes against the state. That right there was a violation on many on many faces right there. The fact he could walk around scotch free and nobody's trying to charge him, I'm happy they finally bringing bringing it to him. At least doing something, whatever whether it's just so whether it's a symbol or not. I hope it's more than just a symbol. But he deserved that because what he did was was anarchy, bro. Like. That was domestic terrorism. I've never seen the Capitol be violated like that. And you just marching there and, man, man, I'll teach y'all pictures of me in the Capitol. And people are like, what are we talking about? That's crazy. And people making excuses for this because he's a billionaire. So it's about time justice is starting to get served some type of way. He had a whole militia ready to go. I've never seen this country like this. I've never seen D.C. turn into a war zone until Trump became a president. I'm not seeing Joe Biden either. But I know, but at least it's not a war zone. Can nobody argue me that? Go argue with your daddy. I yield. Ooh, spicy. I'm just saying. Here's the deal. You know, one thing about the feds, right? You know, uh, ruler. They typically don't do stuff for uh, for play. You know, I mean, you know, now you get just some state, some state police. You know, they'll 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 approach you on some stuff you can walk on. But typically. When the feds get involved, man, I'm just saying. You know, generally speaking, man, they got something. So I'm interested to see how this all play out. You know what I'm saying? At, you know, at the end of the day, Diddy said they need to go out to Biden. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. Oh man, but uh, yeah, it is what it is, man. Let's let's get to it though, man. What's going on, Ashley? You you you. you. Oh, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. You know, y'all, they usually take over my news segments. <laughs> I mean, it's serious business, though. I mean, that, that has some serious implications, man. We had to talk about it. It does. But to your point, the FBI is not going out there for absolutely no reason. And as I stated, they have like four to six different reasons that they just stacked and stacked and stacked and stacked. And so they're, they're raiding his property for all of those reasons combined. He did say that they also uh, went into his, his uh, safe. They broke into his safe during the incident as well. He did indicate that in his statement. So we, we don't know what they're going to um, find in his safe too. So, There's a lot of other news. I will bring it back at the top of the hour. Um, I will let the people know. In, we had a lot of number ones in the chat, Byron. So we definitely have to plan our live event. Um, they're requesting Texas. So we'll see about that. Probably will be. But we definitely have to plan our live event, Byron, Brian, the crew. We got to get that planned. In the meantime, Shout out to all the ladies in the building. Have to let you know that the Phenomenal Women Leading live event is taking place next month, September 23rd through the 25th in Atlanta, Georgia. Would love to see you there. I'm going to put the link in the chat. Passing it over to you. I'm going to say this as we get this conversation started. And this is going back to what you and O'Neill said earlier about when the challenges come, when the bad times come. Sometimes, and I'll be perfectly honest, this was me. I was this person in my twenties. My feelings would be really hurt when something bad happened. I would always associate it with, dang, what did I do wrong? Or what didn't I do? Or how did this happen? And then I would get in all the feels, but there was this book I read uh, called the, the obstacle is the way the obstacle is the way. And what that book did for me is it reprogrammed the way I saw things to know that the challenges are supposed to come. And so when you prepare your mind for knowing that the challenges will come, the challenges are supposed to be there. 
you're not doing something right if the challenges don't come to make you stronger in the process, it changed the game. And so it allowed me to get out of my feelings and say, okay, I was expecting you. So what am I supposed to learn from this? What am I supposed to take from this? How can I conquer this? How can I get on the other side of this to get back to what I need to get to and to improve what I'm working on? Because you came to make me better. That is how I, and I think the author of that book is Brian Holiday, if I'm not mistaken, is his name. But the the obstacle is the way is the book that I read. Wow. That's some good stuff. That's some real good stuff, Ashley. Um, you know, I used to personalize a lot of um I used to personalize a lot of defeat and challenges in early in business as well. And a lot of it when I look back on it, um, Ashley, it was it was ego, right? I thought, right, that I was special, right? That my little business idea was special. It was some divine you know, masterful thing. And I found out that the market don't give a damn about any of my personal ego. The market don't give a damn about um, me feeling like what I'm doing is so super special. We're not that special. I found out that I'm not that special. At the end of the day, I provide a service or product to the marketplace, right? And depending on how well or how, how, how good or how bad I can deliver that product to the marketplace will determine how well the marketplace rewards me for my efforts, period. And once I was able to remove ego, a lot of times, here's the thing. A lot of times we go into business with a whole lot of ego, right? And we think things are just supposed to fall in place, right? And the truth is they just don't fall in place for anybody. They just don't. I think, you know, a lot of times we, we go into business, right? And, you know, sometimes what we provide to the marketplace, the marketplace immediately likes, appreciates, and rewards us with, you know, um, with money for, as a result of that. But that's not an automatic thing. It's not an automatic thing. Um, and I just want to put that out there because this is something personally that I've literally had to overcome. You got to remove the ego piece out of it whenever you're when you're facing these defeats right um because and, and you would you you would think that when we're talking about um ego and defeats right that those things don't necessarily go together but here's the thing a lot of times when we personally think that the world is coming after us or we've done something wrong i mean like you know and we don't deserve this success that's an ego driven response that's an ego driven response you're not that special, right? None of us are that special to the point to where we did something bad or we did this and now our business is not successful. No, we have to go back to the drawing board, look at the things that we're doing or not doing in our business, right? And just fix it. Sometimes it's just that simple. Just go back to the drawing board. You've made some mistakes. You've done some things wrong, right? In your systems, your processes, your approach, right? Your product, and you've made some mistakes. Go back to the drawing board, fix those things, represent to the to the uh uh to the marketplace as soon as possible, right? With the least amount of delay. And that's where a lot of the, the other end of success lies. And the faster we're able to make those pivots and those changes will nine times out of 10 be the, the, the ultimate determining factor of our success or lack thereof. It's just that simple. So just want to put that out there. Shout out to Ashley for dropping that little gem on everybody. Just real quick. 
But um, I really want to kind of open it up. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, Brian, what's your thoughts on that particular statement that, you know, that, that Ashley was talking about that, that I was just talking about just now? What's your thoughts on that? Man, I'm sorry. Y'all kind of lost me. Uh, I heard her say something about she used to take bad things that happened personal. Yeah. And and you, you were saying it wasn't personal. I thought she was just talking about, like, uh, outside events. I didn't know if it was personal things with her. So I'm yeah, so what I was, what I was talking about was if I was working on a project or if I was, you know, working with someone or, you know, just working towards a goal and a challenge happened or something bad happened or, you know, I had a hiccup that I had to work through. At first, in my 20s in particular, I would take it personally. I would say, well, dang, what did I do? Or what didn't I do? Or what did I do wrong? Or how did I cause this? Or such and such and such and such. And then I read that book, The Obstacle is the Way. And I can't remember if it's Brian Holiday or Ryan Holiday, but um, that book changed the whole way in which I processed and thought things through because it, it kind of gets your mind to see that challenges are supposed to be there. Challenges are going to come. And when you, pre- when you prepare yourself to know that while you're working on big projects, while you are uh, working to build something or create something, when you prepare yourself to know, oh, this challenge is coming. This obstacle is going to come. Okay, now how am I going to handle it when it gets here? Or what can I do to grow from it, learn from it? Uh, What can I do to challenge myself to get to the next level as a result of it? Then it changes the entire way you respond and react. Because instead of shutting down because the obstacle came, you're welcoming the opportunity to grow and to get better and to get to the next level and to challenge yourself to figure it out so that you have another tool in your tool belt. So that's what I was saying, Brian. Oh, I'm with you wholeheartedly. Uh, I had the same growth and understanding. felt the exact same way that you do, and I feel like uh, buying yourself for sure. Yes, indeed. Listen, you know, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, right, you cannot keep a true hustler down not for long they always figure out a way to rise um but i want to open up the discussion you know what i'm saying i definitely want to open up the discussion get some different takes on this because we're going to be diving deep on what are some of the things that we need to be prepared for as we make this transition into 2023 what are you excited about what are some of the things that you know for a fact that you that's been working for you, right? We want to know all of these things, right? What's working for you? What's not working for you? What what are you looking to grow from, right? Personally and business-wise, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what this is about. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to be having a conversation on that. I know for a fact, for me, um, what I've been focusing a lot of my energy on um, as we make this transition is credit. For me, um, I'm focusing a lot of my energy on credit, um, I'm talking to banks um, daily. Um, I, I, you know, I, it's, it's funny. I took some advice. Matter of fact, from Malachi, I think it was. And I took that that advice, right, and the things that I learned from him, and I just put it on steroids. So now I'm creating a database of banks, uh, you know, credit unions, hard money lenders, private money lenders, right. And I'm creating a database to be able to kind of Rolodex and I'm not just a database, but a full CRM. I created a full CRM just to be able to 
call banks, see what products they offer, right? And how I can use them for whatever projects or things that I may want to do to either advance myself from a credit standpoint, advance myself from um, a private money standpoint in order to invest in more build to rent strategies or whatever real estate endeavors or business endeavors that I want to um, indulge in in the future. Um, that's one of the things that I'm really excited about because I do plan on buying a tremendous amount of real estate in a short, very short period of time. Um, and all are going to be, I'm, I'm planning on doing a lot of class, a high level, um, um, assets as well. Um, so that's what I'm excited about. And, uh, I would love to kind of just hear what other folk are thinking or what, uh, you know, we got a lot of brilliant minds on the stage. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my guy, uh, Chris, Chris Jeffs just, just stepped in the building as well. Hey, Brian, Tia. Yeah. You know, for me, going back to the whole thing of taking things personal, right? I mean, the reality is, right, they, they are all bullies in the world, right? Kids aren't the only people who are bullied, right? I mean, pe- people are bullied uh, all the time because they're all bullies, right? But I think it's about mindset, right? Um, you know, I've never been a victim, I've never been anybody's victim, right? So I think, you know, you always have to position yourself, make a decision. You're a winner, right? And you're a victor, not a victim not a victim. Um, I don't think, you know, things happen to me, right? They're happening for me. Uh, that That's the mindset shift, right? And I think a lot of times, depending on our situations, where, where we're in, life is hard, right? And when things start happening, you know, we, we take on that victim mentality, right? When you have to know it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. And for me, the things that I'm focused on right now, man, I've had a spending problem in the past, Right. I mean, the more money you make, the more money you spend. And and as black folks, we spend a whole lot. Right. And it really took, you know, my mentors uh, to help me to understand. Listen. Right. It's not about spending. It's about investing. You know, we have to invest our time, invest our money. And so now, Byron, I'm going away. I don't have a spending problem anymore. I'm I'm trying to have an investing problem, right? I'm I'm focused on, you know, less spending, more investing, specifically on assets. You know, if I can't write them off, right, I probably should keep my money, right? That's a mindset shift. And so for me, I'm excited, you know, about, man, just being in this space. I've, I've always been interested in wholesaling. But being in this space, it has become more real, more of a reality for me. Um, don't just be interested in it. Dive into it, right? And so, you know, assets and impact, right? That, that's my focus for 2023 and beyond. Assets and impact, less spending, more investing, and, and never being a victim, right? But having that big door mindset. Life is not happening to us. It's happening for us, Tim. You know, Tim, that's so dope. Oh, that was so dope. You know, I struggled with that TM as well. You know, I'm I'm not trying to just, you know, talk about all my problems on the stage, but I'm just keeping it real because maybe this can help somebody. But um, I I struggled with that. I used to spend like it's funny, man. I, I spent so much money. I looked so good. I was driving big, nice cars, all of the things. Right. Nice clothes. I would go and I spent tons of money on clothes and just ridiculous stuff. Jewelry. Um. And I had a I had a, a paradigm shift in my life, man, when I went to jail and, um, you know, and I got locked up and I thought I was going to be hidden for the next 15, 15 years to life. And I found out, man, all of these people that I was trying to impress didn't give a damn about me, Tim. They didn't give a damn. And uh, as a result of that, I had a complete shift. 
Now I am intentional about not spending a bunch of money. I look at people who look good and broke as dummies. I do respectfully. I don't mean that in a, in a disrespectful way. I really, I really don't. But when I see people that I know for a fact are broke, I know you broke, right? And you driving this, or you you wearing this, or you wearing that. I look at you as dumb. I do because I know that you 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 thinking that you're impressing me, right? With these things, but in reality, I know you're broke. And like, what are you doing? At this point. And it's like you're doing that for my validation, right? Or to be validated by your peers, but then at the end of the day, you're you're devaluing, in my opinion, yourself. Byron, that's vital. Like people gotta understand, leave validation up to the parkers, right? But this is so I was just listening to what TM was saying, and he's talking about money, but then I thought about you know, are we spending our time wisely or are we choosing to invest it in the right places, right? Or spending our energy. And when we say energy, it's our mind too. What we're sitting around thinking about, are you worrying about recession or are you investing your mind toward putting strategies or reading, educating, coming into the wealth community, getting that education, y'all. Listen, this is not a plug, but this is a huge plug. If you're not in the wealth community, Going watching those replays when Malachi, all of these people that came in and dropped all these gems, you are truly missing out. But again, back on what he was saying, are we investing our time wisely or are we spending it, wasting it? Because time is running out for all of us. So we have to make up our mind and say, hey, am I going to fall behind on this recession or am I going to jump in front of it and make those investments with properties, land Listen, I'm loving you that you're in that build to rent. And in Texas, you ain't got nothing but land. Let me let me go on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and we we gonna we gonna we gonna mess around and do a deal together, Antronette. I see it. I see it. Listen, prophesy that thing. <laughs> I see it. Include me in on that deal, Byron. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. But you know, at the end of the day, you know. I had to divorce myself from other people's opinions. I'm telling you, other people's opinions will 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 block you, will block your blessing. It'll block your it'll block your ascension to greatness. I promise you that. So you have to really get intimately comfortable with living in your own skin and understanding what is best for you. Intimately comfortable with that. And you have to make decisions 100 percent based on what will intimately affect your own best interests to, to, to the fullest. You got to do it. And that's not going to make a lot of people happy. That may not make you popular amongst all circles, but I promise you, you're going to thank yourself on the other side of success as a result of that decision. So I just want to put that out there. But uh, yeah, the floor is open. Hey, Byron, what up? 10K. 10K was good. You know, I'm good. You mentioned something that was very, very powerful. And uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, we said, oh, shit, the pandemic is here. We have no clue what's going to happen. So we were just giving away our product because no one knew what tomorrow held. And I'm like, look, if people are going to go out, you might as well go to the good product. No big deal. I didn't charge a penny while we were giving away the product. But then as the government kept extending the lockdown, we realized that, wait a minute, this shit is here for a minute. Now we have to figure out how are we going to make money? And Byron, I had a very great, um, I had a very good discovery. 
in good times and bad times, there's rich and poor. In up markets and down markets, there's the rich and poor. So when you mentioned that you were dressing to impress others, you were trying to look good for others, using that same principle, we decided to remove our basic product from our price list. We had a basic product that we saw for 100 and our entry point now is 300 And this is why, um, Byron, if we can't offer our community a way to make extra money, we don't want to put a product in their hands. We no longer want to put a product to make them look good. We want to position them in a place to get extra income. And I want to share with everyone here in the room, there's enough free resources. There's enough entry points out there. For example, the BOB. You can come and sit here for two hours, and you can get all the gems, all the ideas, all the everything, and then you can go to work on it. But what we did, um, Byron, after coming from the Invest Fest this weekend, we decided building and empowering the community is what it's all about. And I want to say to any entrepreneur out there, if you are now starting or you're struggling, the only reason you'll be struggling is because of those low-ticket items within your menu. If you remove those low-ticket items from your menu, you're going to start attracting the bigger dollars that will find your business more attractive. And that is when you're going to find momentum. In good times and bad times, there's rich and poor. That will never change. But if you focus your time and your energy in the individual who's attracted to the direction of the rich, it doesn't mean they have to have the money now. But if they're thinking correctly, they will invest in those products, Byron, and that's the community you really want to grow. So sometimes when we're offering a product that's reasonable, that's reasonably priced, it goes back to that same mentality. You're spending your money to impress others to look good. We no longer interested in you looking good. We want you to be good. So when you came out of prison, Byron, you were like, yo, fuck how it looks. I'm going to get rich, rich. And you started doing things differently to be rich, rich. You may drive a regular car, a Honda, a Nissan, whatever, but your bank account is looking so much better as opposed to when you were driving Mercedes or Bentley. So the mindset, Byron, of forget about looking good and being good is the advice I'll give to everyone who want to thrive in this recession. Back to you. I just want to put out there that what Tim K just said, you, you probably need to be hitting the replay button because he really dropped. See, and you could tell when folk are, are experienced business people because the, the information that they speak from come from lived experience. And everything that he said was so, so, so on point. I just hope everybody took some clips and some notes of that because you listen, that's you may not come into that space when you first launch a product or when you first jump into business, but you're going to get to that space where you're going to need to take that exact advice. Right. And use it 100 percent, 100 percent. So shout out to 10K for dropping that real quick. But yeah, man, we, 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 we at the top of the hour, I really want to make sure that we make a quick transition because I want to get specifically to the, uh, um, to, to, to how can we overcome this? What are some implementation strategies, right? I want to hear what people are doing. What, what, how are you pivoting? Right. Um, also what are some of the things you're struggling with? What are you, what are some of the things that you're seeing that are not working anymore? Right. And how are we going to better position ourselves for 2023 specifically? Um, I think we're going to help a lot of people today. I think we're going to help a lot of people, but, uh, yeah, we at the top of the hour. Dallas, how you feeling, man? Man, I ain't bad at all. Drop that beat. Let's get it. Hey, 
Hey yo, hey yo, do me a quick favor. Make sure you join the club by pressing on the green mansion at the top of your screen so that you can be kept abreast and in the know of all things business over breakfast. I also need you to press on the box with the arrow pointing up. We at 90. Can we get that over 100? If we can get that over 100 right quick, I'm going to pass it over to Ashley immediately. But we got to get that over 100. I'm waiting on you. We're at 91. I'm waiting on you to share. Please press on that box where the arrow is pointing up share it on clubhouse share it on your socials as well as pressing on the scissors so that you can record the last 30 seconds of whatever's been said and you can share those gems wherever 102 ashley the wilkerson it's all on you sis can you greet us again with this right here Byron, I'm gonna pass it right back over to you. Let's go. Did Ashley? Hit, oh, is she still on mute? Okay, well, shit, man, we're finna get straight to it then. We're gonna get straight to it then. I guess she probably caught up right now. You know what I'm saying? But uh, let's yeah. get it. Yeah, let's get it. So, I guess what we could do is I want to I want to open up the floor, man, because we got a lot of brilliant minds on, on stage right now. I want to I want to just kind of pass it around real real quick. Um, I want to know, Vina, are you with us right now? Is Vina with us? Is Vina with us? What about TJ? I guess everybody, uh, can y'all hear me right now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. So I, I want to know real, real quick. So TJ, I know that, you know, we got 2000, we got, you know, a potential, you know, recession situation that we in right now. Um, and I know that it's been a lot of market volatility, right? And I know in your particular space, what are you doing specifically to better position yourself for 2023? Yeah, I think, um, I think one thing that's really important. So we have to, well, I'll tell you one thing that we're doing for sure. I'm trying to get in my truck. So that way the sound coming a whole lot better. I have to get out of this gym one time, but um, okay, much better. So, um, one thing that we're that we're that we're doing because we still want to keep applying pressure, keeping the foot on the gas from an acquisition perspective, right? And uh, we still want to, we you know, depending on what's going on, we're going to see really how this kind of recession situation shakes out. But we want to be prepared nonetheless. And I think one of the things that we wanted another notch in our tool belt that we're focusing on is more creative strategies, right? More creative ways, because if, if now if we have a start to get a longer uh, DOM days on the market period, now people are going to start being more um, more intrigued on creative strategies even more to get their property sold. So um, that's something that we're definitely going to be doubling down on and focusing on, um, of course, also keep adding value and content, um, YouTube channel popping out, a, a podcast coming out soon as well. Be on the lookout for that. Um, but, but we're definitely going to keep applying pressure in multiple ways, especially that way too. And we got to keep in mind what we actually did during the pandemic too. Another thing that we're doing specifically in the short-term rental space is really driving home the point of not relying on these OTAs, like not relying on Airbnb or Booking.com or VRBO. This direct booking game is definitely one of the things that people need to focus on. And I think that what whatever whatever comes down, 
regarding this recession or whatever goes down because we haven't the short-term rental market hasn't necessarily lived through a kind of cycle like this per se we've kind of lived through COVID, and you already saw there were a lot of people that were dropping off and letting go of their units and then there were people that were thriving <laughs> during that during that time so i think one thing that is going to prove for the short-term rental game is for folks who are looking to just do Airbnb, they probably will find that their business has been a hobby and it's costing them like one. So, um, but for those who actually have a, a, a business who are set up properly with the right foundation, those are the ones who's going to thrive and be in the right position to not only take advantage of, of what's going on from an acquisition perspective, but also bypass the OTAs and do direct business with companies and with people directly um, and institutions directly. And that is what's going to be key in the short-term rental space for sure. So uh, uh, along with that, of course, with the creative strategies that we're looking to double down on. So a few things that we're looking to pivot, but I'm I'm excited for the future for sure. Love it, love it, love it. I want to know, is David with us right now? David, you with us, Sales Angel? Yeah, I'm here. What what is what are some of the things that you learned uh, that are not working as much in business or in your business, right? And that you're making transitions as a result of. Uh, can you speak to anything like that, or has anything like that even happened in your business? Uh, I'm seeing quite a bit of change. Hi everyone, by the way. Um, I'm seeing a lot of change coming around with clients, especially. Um, a lot of people, so the way I see it, so the way I explain it to people, this is why I talk about it. Whether you think you've been in a good or a bad situation for the last year, I want you to imagine it was the best situation you'd ever seen in your life. That then gives you an idea on how bad it could potentially go. I've seen a couple of clients recently that have been, we've got them up to making 15, 20,000 pounds um, a month. And they were doing really well with uh, webinars and their funnels. And they weren't doing a lot of hand-to-hand combat. So they weren't doing phone calls. They weren't doing live Zooms. People were in a buying frenzy, but they didn't feel like they were in a buying frenzy. <laughs> they started getting high on their own supply and started thinking that I'm just the absolute nuts at what I do and no one can take me off this pedestal suddenly they've seen conversions just start dropping off, not massively, but a couple of percent here and a couple of percent there. They're seeing touch points are needed to be increased. And people are just becoming a bit more hesitant about making a purchase. Now, that isn't a problem if you adapt, right? Think of it like your hunger. Some days we all go through that stage where we just want to eat everything we see, right? We all do that. And other days our appetite's not there. And what that happens with our clients, their appetite for risk change, the problems um, and the potential danger increases. And when people see uncertainty, they batten down the hatches more and they go into panic mode because this is what mum and dad always warned us about, back all good things come to an end. So then people think holding money in the bank is going to help them. What actually happens is we're not prepared for the battle that's going to come. And we think by standing still, it's going to make a difference to us. Being stagnant in a recession is the worst thing you can possibly do. If we just batten down the hatches in a storm, that's cool. Because it's a storm. But in your business, you have to be out there. And that needs people to increase their skill level. Think of it like um, Conor McGregor. Imagine if he's just had 10 easy fights in a row. 
and he goes in and gets his ass handed to him and gets knocked out, fine, he can make a comeback. But that affects his brand. Here's the problem we have in our business. You're not going to get knocked out. You're going to be slowly pushed out of the marketplace because your buying patterns are going to change. And we're talking to our clients about this literally now. And what we're doing with our clients is giving them an audit on their business. And it's a no BS audit where we're like, we're going to look at your business as if it is not yours and as if we have never been in it. And we're going to go as if we've just reset the timer. And we are finding so many flaws because the buying patterns are changing with people. The evidence that you used a year ago, this is what we're aiming for, isn't valid now. And people's appetite for risk has changed. People are just hesitant a little bit more. And if, as we go on now, that's probably going to increase. So the options are just settle for a lower conversion or become better. Increase your skill set, increase your ability, increase your contact points, reduce the liability, reduce the risk. Increase the likelihood of success of someone buying your product or your service. Make sure that you are, without any shadow of a doubt, the number one person. And you make it where people feel almost stupid for not taking our product or our service or our offering. Because we're used to going out and just smashing it out of the park, home runs every time, that was because you had someone bowling the ball nice and easy to you. Now we've got some speed ballers coming in. We've got to be sharper on our skill sets. And we've started doing it with our teams now. So we've just done it with our platform where we're doing weekly group coaching with our clients where any of their team can get on and just role play. Role play sales. Don't give a crap what industry you're in. We want you to come in and want you to role play so that you're battle ready. So that when you go out into the arena... It isn't you showboating anymore and just lightly going through the places like you're doing a bit of pad work. You're going out there and you're swinging the right punches at the right time and you're the most effective you can be in your business. If your mortgage, if your kid's food, your clothes on your back rely on your business and you don't have a big-ass buffer that can survive this, you have no choice. Because by the time most people realise that, shit, my skills aren't as strong as they need to be, it will take you two to three months to improve them to a level that will help you. And by that time, if you're in the early stage of your business, sorry to say, it might be too late. You don't want to learn to swim when you're drowning, right? Wow. 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 Um, that's powerful because, listen, market shift, man. Sometimes the cheese moves, right? Sometimes what was working last year just not working this year. Great, great information. Okay, I thought it was my app. Byron, are you there? I'm here. Okay, Byron may have a glitch in his side. That was extremely oh, great information. Were you talking to the mic, I was Byron? talking. I was talking the whole time. I was having a full <laughs> conversation with well, nobody. Well, can you rewind? Can I'm going to rewind. Listen, so we can what hear I was saying what was, <laughs> what I was saying was sometimes the cheese moves, right? Sometimes what was working last year, it's not working this year, Okay. And we have to learn to adapt to what the market is telling us, right? And again, that's why it's so important that we're not taking these things personal. Listen, sometimes you just have to get your skills a little bit better, right? Sometimes the buying patterns of, the, uh, of people are changing, right? Or sometimes your product is getting stale or what you have to offer the marketplace. It's just not as exciting anymore, Okay. And you have to you have to vibe it back up, right? Give people more out of the deal, 
These are all of the kind of decisions that we have to constantly be thinking about as business owners. You know what I'm saying? As business owners, right? And, and that's why, uh, Corey, uh, is Corey with us right now? What's going on, man? My guy, my guy. So, Corey, what what are some of the things that you've learned, right, that you've made mistakes on that you know for a fact that you cannot continue these mistakes moving into 2023 or recession or non-recession and beyond? Man, I got a long list of those. Uh, Let's talk about uh, it. Yeah, um, I think two things that really stand out to me um, in my personal space, which is the e-commerce space, is one is customer service. So, um, you know, our, our customer service has never been amazing and it's never been like just absolutely horrendous. I think it's just been kind of like in the between. And I think that's because we have so many people wearing so many different hats. So generally when people are doing you know, multiple things, there's thing. There's places where there is a lack or a miscommunication or a fall off. And so um, recently I've been making sure that we hire extra staff and have people on board our VAs and somebody to manage the VAs at a high level so that we can make sure that's, you know, 100% where it should be Chick-fil-A top quality because the reason why a lot of people support is the experience. Like I always tell people like our clothes are pretty regular. Like we make decent clothes, but at the end of the day, it's our community and, and building and the marketing and everything that goes along with it. So I think customer service is really important. And I think that a lot of people are allowed to get sales or get sales and people come back to experience that. So like, I don't think Chick-fil-A has the best chicken. Uh, their fries are top notch you know to me the drinks okay you like everything is just pretty much okay but the experience is so easy you know exactly what you're going to get every single time you know how they're going to make you feel you know it's going to be swift you know it's going to be you know a seamless experience so i think that's one thing that's really important um two is just communicating with the customers and fulfilling the promises that you set for them and this goes in any industry when whatever someone expects from you based off of what you tell them you have to make sure you come through with because if not then it'll be it'll have a reverse negative effect on you so if you're saying that you know okay shipping is two to four weeks make sure it's two to four weeks if it's you know three to six months make sure you fulfill it in that time and for us growing so fast at a such a short amount of time um we thought we had the systems in place in order to make that happen but it turns out we didn't and so all year i've been trying to make sure that you know, Black Friday is our big, big, big day of the year. And I've been making sure that we're getting all the systems and stuff in place so that we don't fall into the same problems that we have. Because like I always say this, you know, we made a million dollars in a day, but then you have to realize that you have to ship a million dollars worth of product. And so 33,000 items, 15,000 orders got us a million dollars. But then when it was time to ship, yeah, we can, we can get a cool, you know, 10,000 out, no problem. But then that extra 5,000, well, imagine if 5,000 people are complaining. It looks like the whole world is complaining. Um, so I think those two things are really important that something I wanted to personally work on in my business, customer service, and just fulfilling that promise that you have to your customers because that's what makes them repeat coming back and that's what makes them spread the word to other people without you having to market uh, for yourself. Tell me this though, Corey, what were those breakdowns that you kind of quickly identified or maybe didn't quickly identify? Maybe it was just something that was just kind of just sitting there lingering, right? What was that? Whoa, wait a minute. We got to fix this shit. Wait, you know, it's something going on here, right? What was that process like for you? Yeah. So, you know, what's really crazy is I, I consider myself to be pretty tapped in with my audience and like what's going on. And apparently, um, like last year sometime, there was a Facebook group started by this one disgruntled customer. And this is why I say that, like, 
customer service is so important because once you hear the story, you'll understand if that one customer would have been taken care of, they wouldn't have started a Facebook group, right? So obviously they weren't taken care of and they felt some type of way. So what happens is personal. Um, it's in, in business. You can't take everything personal. There, there's so many, I'm not, I'm saying you can't take it personal towards the customer. If anything, I'm taking it more personal towards the person who was supposed to be helping that person. It's never the customer's fault. They're always right. That's just the rule of business. And so, um, you know, for me, I delegate things so that people can work in their zone of genius and I can work in mine. And I think sometimes I didn't have the checks and balances in place to make sure I am staying on top of it at a high level. Right. So the person started a Facebook group and I guess they would go through our comments or whatever and see people who may have had the same issue they had and basically bond together. See, individually, it's like, okay, cool. I can address. But together, it's a little harder to kind of, you know, dissolve the issue. And essentially, this group was like having one for months. It was only about 50 people in there out of like, you know, 14, 20,000 orders. But 50 people commenting on every single one of your posts, you know, going to other people's pages and talking mess and putting on. So it looks like a lie. And so eventually, long story short, that led to a, a shade room post about us like, oh, support black colleges is not shipping stuff and da 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 da. And it was just a whole bigger mess than it had to be. And I think that I could have stopped that you know, on the early stages of it. And obviously, you know, this is me being vulnerable. I, I always, I'm never afraid to talk about our issues because because that happened, I was able to d- identify what was wrong in my business. And now I knew that it was something bigger coming for us. And since then, you know, a lot has happened in a positive way, but I, it, it allowed me that one moment when you're talking about what was that moment where you're like, we got to do something, you know, finding out there was a group that was basically like against us that ended up making it to the shade room, you know, which is one of the biggest platforms for our direct audience. I'm like, yo, we have to fix this and we have to fix this now. And it was, it, it allowed me to be able to bring on more staff and vet people properly and have a checks and balance system and put in systems in place where I say, okay, if this happens, then this, if this happens then this, and now we're working at a high level to where no one should go unserved, especially more than 48 hours. And they should always feel like they got something out of it that benefited them versus us. You know what I heard more than anything? And um, it, it was, you know, it's a beautiful statement. Here's the deal. At the end of the day, he took a problem. You got to understand, a lot of folk in that very exchange, Corey, would have went out of business. This ain't for me. People are ungrateful. You know, we do all of this and we do all this for black colleges and and these people want to tear us down. They don't even want to see us come up. They hating on us. Your own people tear you down, all this whole kind of stuff. Right? You could have viewed it as an excuse to quit. Fold. Matter of fact, Corey, I and I I don't have no science to, to, to back this up, but I bet you out of the the 95 percentile of businesses that go out of business, right? Within, you know, the first 10 years or the first five years, I bet you they probably had two, maybe three, maybe four or five of those moments that you had in that business, right? Man, I'm trying to And they folded, Corey. They gone, poof, vanished. Houdini, poof. You took Uh, it as an opportunity to get better. Yeah, you want to speak on that? 
a lot of times people look at criticism in such a negative way, but you have to go through things so that when you get to a certain level, you don't go through those, those things at a higher level. So imagine, let's just say we're doing a few million a year and we're going through those things. It's like, okay, cool. I need to learn these lessons now because when we're hitting 30, 40, 50 million a year, those things, those issues can tear down the business. And so I am actually grateful to have that experience on the early stages of my business. We've been in business for three to four years and we're doing millions of dollars in sales. We're having all these partnerships and collaborations. It's a lot for me to, I, I never even wanted the clothing line. This is not what I wanted to do in my life, but I took the opportunity. And I made the most of it. So I'm still a very young entrepreneur. We, we have a very small staff, seven people on my actual core team outside of my, my warehouse workers. And so I think that you all, you have to change your perspective of how you look at things that happen to you. I could have played the victim. Oh, like you said, people are hating. Da, 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 da. No, these people are right. They spent their money. They're hard on money. Some who may have not had it. They bought they bought countless number of items during a previous recession of, of something they didn't need. But we built a community so strong, we can sell through a, through a recession, through a well, It doesn't matter. We're going to sell at every moment possible because people want to support us because of the community we have. So I decided to look at myself in the mirror and a lot of people are afraid to do that because of what they may find. I'm not afraid to do that because I know there's opportunity to get better at every stage of business and at every stage of life. Wow. I hope Byron, that, can I jump in really quick, yeah, Corey? Please, please. That is what you call an unstoppable entrepreneur. That's what you call someone you don't want to get into a fight with. You see, Corey is so full of integrity that he's willing to go publicly and be like, oh, that's what it is? Okay, I'll take the hit. Let's go get better. Corey, publicly shout you out for that one, man. And, you know, another thing, Byron, when the marketplace is giving you feedback, as Corey said, get out of your field and take it for what it is. Feedback is an indicator that you need to improve. It's an indicator that you need to grow. It's an indicator that you need to get better. You know, we had our, um, we had a couple of feedbacks about two weeks ago. And out of that feedback, we turn into one of the biggest, we're launching one of the biggest companies out there, um, Byron, you can like this one, is buying, selling, and trading domains. Buy, sell, and trade. The hits that we got was completely false. But you know what we decided to do, that whole public um, perception right there? Take that shit and use that energy to drive sales into a different direction. So when you're getting the feedback, take it for what it is, right or wrong, get out of your feelings, that's other people's perception of it. Fix it and see where was the opportunity hidden in that public feedback. Back to your arm, Baron. Love it. Love it. Officialize it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you take the tragedy, you take the drama, you take the issues, and you turn it into something, right? And I think that is what's going to be the difference maker, right, between whether you're going to be successful or you're going to fold. It's not going to be that the problem is not going to exist. The problem is going to exist for everybody. It's just going to be a matter of how you look at it, how you pivot, how you make that 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 pivot that's going to determine whether you're going to be specifically successful or unsuccessful. Uh, it's Diddy with us right now. It's Diddy with us. Diddy, you with us right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me good? Yeah, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What's your thoughts on that, man? You know what I'm saying? On on, on making those pivots. Or what about when the cheese moving? You got you to gotta, you gotta make them changes, right? What was working last year, it may not be working this year, right? And it's not that God is trying to tell you something special, right? Or, 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 or all these things. It's just you just need to make some changes in your business. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I was uh, actually, you know, already thinking about this earlier when you was talking about it. I think that's where, you know, networking and being around the right people, especially in your industry, is important. Because you got to think about it like this. 
sometimes that you can unconsciously, you don't really know when the cheese move. And you may start suffering your business, but if you're not around the right people, a lot, you know, masterminding with the right folks in your industry, you may not be able to get the help that you need to get. And you may make, you know, too many mistakes that you don't got to make if you was around. You know what I mean? And, uh, and that's what helps us every single time. You know, one of the things that I do fear is, is I don't know when the cheese moves, so I'm always intentionally looking for when it moves. So you got to get around the right people. You got to build up the network. And when it's time to make a transition, you can't get stagnant. You can't be scared. You got to go ahead and make it happen. And you got to move to the next level. So you got to be around the right people, Byron. That's a fact. That's a fact. Listen, the floor is open. I, I want to hear... You know, what's working? What's not working? Let's talk about it. You know, what, what are we learning like, from? Uh, yeah, let's jump in. Hey, 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 Coach, hey, who, who is that? Who else that want to jump in? I'm good, Terrell. This is Terrell. I'm good, Terrell. Good. So, so, um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, so, um, my name is Terrell. I actually spoke a few times on this uh, stage before, uh, Byron. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. Um, so I, I'm here in, I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia, and, um, Everybody, everybody know what happened back in 2019 when COVID hit. I was one of those guys that was a wholesaler and um, had six deals on the table and about $100,000 in cash right there, ready to close. And then all the buyers decided, you know what? I'm scared as hell. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to buy anymore. So <clears throat> I had all these deals on the table, lost every one of them. That shit hurt, bro. I mean, when I say it hurt, it hurt. So, so um, I almost damn lost near everything. So what I what I decided was, you know, um, at that time when it happened, I got a little down, got a little depressed, jumped on card, stayed on card for about a month or two, playing Xbox. I was like depressed, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do something that nobody else is doing. You know, uh, I'm gonna get more educated, and and um, and I'm gonna learn this business. And if this ever happens again, I'm gonna be that buyer. So, so what happened is I, I, um, increased my marketing during that time when, when everything was down, it increased my marketing strategy, um, got more educated and then, and then, um, I started buying more, you know, after, after things started coming, coming back around, I started becoming a buyer and I started buying a little at a time just to get familiar with the process. Um, and then when I got familiar with the process, I turned it up a little more. And uh, um, I say, you know, now I'm at this point where I'm, I'm not really dependent on a buyer now. I'm a buyer now. So if this ever happens again, I'm going to test my strategy. So when people decide to get scared and not, and not buy again, I want to try to buy during that time because that would be the sweet spot. So I kept my eye on that cheese. And when it went anyway. Uh-oh. Did we lose them? When buyers started getting nervous, um, I, I decided to buy. And I bought stuff that I would never had the opportunity to buy before because ner- uh, because other investors got nervous. So then I was like, man, that, that was that's amazing. So I said, um, when things start to, when things start to pick up again in February and March, I was like, you know what, buyers are buying again, I, and I'm still keep buying, but I'm not I'm not gonna be able to buy as much as I as much as I want to. So this time, when the buyers started slowing down, I turned up the heat, bro. I, I mean, I turned up. I do as of right now. Um, I feel like I'm in the per- I'm in a sweet spot of being. I think you might cut now, but you know what? I can I can appreciate. Or, um, appreciate a lot. A lot of buyers were backing up. So this this right now at this moment, yeah. I have six properties under contract. 
Um, for to buy myself, two more are going in the contract today. Um, to to buy myself because there's opportunities that I'm seeing that buyers are just backing away from because they're, they're trying to wait for that market. And I just, I made up my mind. I'm not I'm not gonna do that shit again, bro. No, so um, you know, and, and so so I bought more property between January and now than I bought in the past last year and the year before that. Wow. You know, because the buyers are afraid. Tell me this, Terrell. Um, you know, one thing I noticed too, though. You know, and this is just just throwing this out there. Diddy, how, how many deals would you say just go by the wayside as a result of whatever the problems may be? Buyer backing out, issues with 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 uh, issues with title, issues with this, issues with that. How much money would you say just as a result of running a wholesale operation? Right, just goes by the wayside. Every single month. Um, I would say at this point, not as much as when I first started, but I mean, easily, of course, easily six figures because we're running across so many situations. It all depends on the level that somebody really moving at. You know what I mean? But uh, I think that you know what my guy was saying was correct. You know, one of the things that we've been doing in our business lately, and even yesterday, like we've been talking to a lot of you know more local buyers. Because, you know, you can't really build a business on this dealing with big companies and hedge funds. And also, I don't think that's the smartest thing to do all the time anyway. So what I've been dealing with, like, we've been reaching out to a lot of our local buyers. Because you got to think about it. They've been getting their ass kicked the last couple of years by these big companies. So for right now, they're like, oh, man, we might catch us a good deal. And also, we always, you know, reach out to cash buyers for lending as well. Those are the best people that you want to take out to lunch. Because if you can show them how they can get a return on their investment, they probably going to want to invest in your company. That's how we run across, you know, probably our best pri private money guy that we got now because he was one of our cash buyers. So you definitely want to connect with these local guys. You know, always got to be the hedge fund companies. And uh, like my guy was saying, you got to think about it. We direct the seller. Anytime you got a, a wholesale operation, you know, you direct the seller and you can pick any exit strategy that you want. And it is a good time for you to be a buyer. You know what I mean? Because we already getting straight to the sellers. Why not become a buyer? Why not put the uh, the funding together and shit? You can just eat for real. And also during the recession, I look at it as a reset because the last two, three years, it's been very competitive. So, I mean, if a recession come, people start losing their jobs. I hate to say this, but it really plays to our favor for real. So I don't really see, you know, too much change but other than turning up in my eyes. Straight up. I wanted to, I wanted uh, to, I wanted Diddy to share that specifically, Terrell, because, you know, I remember, right, I had probably about $100,000 in deals locked up, right? And this was like when I first started, right? And um, prior to that, I was closing, like my first couple of deals, man, I, I mean, now looking back, I think I just kind of got lucky, to be honest with you. Um, it was good time. It was right around the time when Harvey hit, right? And so I'm locking up deal after deal after deal after deal, right? And then after that Harvey thing kind of slowed down, I'm talking, you know, shit just kind of started slowing down. And But really, it didn't slow down. It just got normal, right? I started wholesaling in an abnormal time, right? But at my, in my mind, I'm like, shit, this is awesome. This is the best business ever. You know, I, I come into the game, I'm pro I probably made maybe about 50, 60 grand just off the bat coming in swinging. Right. And I'm like, damn, like this, like who, why isn't everybody doing this? That was my mindset. But I didn't know Diddy and Terrell that this was, I just came in the market at just a good time. Right. And it, everything was working. So I kind of just had a, 
a lackadaisical kind of attitude. And then like I ended up, you know, everything starts slowing down. And then I got to a, a place I had probably about a hundred grand worth of deals locked up and I'm ready for everything to close. All kind of shit just start going wrong. And, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you, man, when you got you dependent on that and you've all, all you've seen is win after win after win coming into the game. Right. And then you get hit with, you know, oh, title issue here, seller back and out here, buyer back and out here or whatever, whatever the problems may come. Right. And it's hard not to take that kind of stuff personal, especially when you got plans. You you know, you already got, you know, out of the hundred thousand, you already got twenty thousand of it allocated for something. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, Byron. Huh? Hey, hey, this I know you ain't lying because I got at least six figures right now on deals that I can't get through. Can't get through. Trying to get through, rather. You know what I'm saying? And so what we've learned now and what that experience taught me is that you have to plan for these types of deals to not go through. You got to plan for at least 40, I mean, 40 to maybe even 50% of the deals to not close. You got to plan for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. I just want to put that out there. So I, I appreciate that share. I, I, I'm going to add this one last thing. Um, for, for the ones that are wholesaling, and if you're starting wholesale, the one thing I felt like I did better than most wholesalers was, was first of all, I was, I was very genuine. I, and I wasn't going after the money. I wasn't trying to be greedy and just try to knock somebody's head off um, with, with, with price, but try to try to pull out of money in my pocket. But uh, second, secondly, um, when I presented that deal to a buyer, okay, in my first four to six months of being a wholesaler, which was three, three and a half years ago, four years ago, I guess. Um, when I started presenting to my buyer, and I know that my buyer kept saying, damn, you, this 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 is a really good deal. You left a lot of meat on the bone. And I was like, yeah, I'm not trying to get rich on it. I just want to build a relationship. So how about my buyer told me, bro, after my third deal bringing to her, she said, the next deal you, she said, have you ever considered, um, considered, uh, uh, fixing and flipping. And I was like, nah, not really. I said, because I, I really didn't have the money. I didn't have the credit. She said, the next time you bring me a deal and it's like this, I want you to keep this deal. Now, here's the stipulations. It can't be over $75,000. All right. Um, as far as the, as far as the deal itself, and it needs to, it needs to be ARV of around 130 to 140 I said, bet I can do that. So the next week I brought a deal. How about she funded the deal, and I had, a, I had, a, I had a, she said I had the skin of the game, so she wasn't going to pay for the repair. I paid for the repair. How about I made forty k on that deal? How about this lady been funding my deals and brought in three more private lenders uh, since then? You know, because but, yeah, man, and, and because and because of that, because of me not being greedy on a deal and, and not trying to get rich on a deal and, and trying to build a relationship, it made it easy for me. At this point, right now, I have four those four private lenders that I have right now are funding. All of the deals that I have, no money coming out of my pocket, no paying on monthly payments. Everything's ballooned, so it's like I'm not spending any my money until I refinance with Civic. Wow. Um, I hope everybody heard what what Terrell just said right there. That was very important. Relationships matter, right? Um, sometimes just doing the right thing when when it, when can't nobody see, when can't nobody see, it's important. Having integrity when you don't get a pat on the back. Is important giving before receiving w- without even necessarily expecting to receive right sometimes is important diddy what you think about that that's that's an amazing story that's an amazing story now nah, like you always say he led with the gift wow you got to lead with the gift every time 
That's amazing. Um, but yeah, coach, man, I, I, I know coach been trying to get in too. Yeah, man. Um, thanks man for the, for the opportunity. Um, how to prepare for 2023, uh, during a recession. Um, I would even add, um, ask yourself for those business owners out there who are like kind of get complacent and I've, I've, I've done it. Honestly, you'll, you'll hit a win and you start feeling pretty good and you kind of ease up. Right. You need to ask yourself, what was the decisions you were making when you made that last win? You made the last decision. You went in. Things are good. Right. What made you slow up? Were you tired? Were you not wanting to ease, you know, take a vacation? What what happened to what you kind of rested in your laurels? Right. What we have to do as business owners in any time period, but especially in a recession. Right especially in the volatile market like we're in right now, is make certain that you're always studying your market. Always, 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 always. Somebody got a hot mic. Um, always, 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 always studying your market. If y'all aren't doing a uh, alias, you got a hot mic, Doc. Um, look at a market feasibility study. And if y'all haven't done one, please do one on your on your business, on your market, to know what's going on, how things are going on from a technical perspective economic, legal, operational, time feasibility, all those things. Coach, what's a feasibility study for the people who may not know? Just, you know I just so, what are yeah, some yeah. of the things uh, they need to have to prepare? Uh, one just, just sucks a laptop. You can, If you don't have one, go to the library and just put it into the computer feasibility. It, it, it'll test how feasible, how realistic, right? It takes the emotions out of it, and you say, hey, I want to do this business. I want to venture into this market. And it'll test how feasible, like, is this realistic or not? Can, can the market accept what I'm about to give it? Because it's not about what we want. It's about what the market will accept. And in business, we, we miss it and we try to force it sometimes because we want to do it. We're emotional. We're, we're passionate behind it. And we haven't tested the market to see what it will accept or not. Uh, interest rates are starting to pull back in real estate right now, right? The stocks are where they're at. Different markets are doing different things. So you have to make sure the, the the venture that you're doing, if you do it today and you put a 12-month model on it, is it feasible for me to be productive and profitable now for the next 12 months? And then for the next 12 months, right, and put a five-year plan on that thing. If that model doesn't show that, if it's not feasible for that to work out, the numbers and the data will tell you that. And we have to always be doing the feasibility. I do one every, every 30 days, no matter how good we're doing, because the, the, the decision that got me this good, per se, right now, isn't the same decision that's going to take me to the next 12 months. It just won't. And we can't assume that it will. I've done this 08, 09, lost my shirt because I didn't study my market well enough. I got comfortable. Things were great. Woo-hoo, whatever. What took me through COVID was great. We were doing fantastic. I've got to pivot. We're pivoting now. We're offboarding certain clientele, offboarding certain projects, looking at certain other things. So that market feasibility study is going to be important. And I know this is, could be considered high level, but I would strongly advise everybody to just look at Fibonacci replacement and Fibonacci number patterns. There's patterns that, and it's not just the stock market, it's in business too, it's in life. You talk about trading, Coach? Not just trading, no. It, it, it does work in trading, but Fibonacci retracement, as far as number patterns and how things operate, works in business as well. It works in life. It works in, you, you see how a tree grows. When a tree trunk goes and that first branch hits and how many branches will come off of that, again, it could, it could be considered high level, but I will tell you all right now, I'm about to head to a business acquisition seminar this morning. It's in the Woodlands. 
what you probably will never see it on social is never advertised, maybe LinkedIn and Wall Street Journal, stuff like that. But they look at those number patterns. They look at different patterns that happen in business and in life to see, okay, if this market is doing this and what is the likelihood of it continuing? We've seen certain things fall off. You don't want to put emotions into business decisions. You want to make sure that you're looking at Fibonacci replacements and how these number patterns, how these economic data patterns work. Uh, every city has a five-year plan. If you got Houston has a five-year plan, wherever you're at in the United States, Google your cities and your state's five-year plan. See what is the city planning to do? How is that affecting your market? How is that affecting other things around you? We want to make sure, again, feasibility study, how feasible are these things, right? Um, you can pay for it to get done. You can do your own, but just look at and study your market. The SBA will tell you on their front part of their website, the top 10 things to do to start a business. And the number one thing is not an LLC. It's not a, even a business plan. It's market research. We've got to study our markets and study continuously. Never stop studying your market so that you can see when and how to pivot. Because right now we're in a barbell economy. Write it down, Google it, research it. A barbell economy is have and have nots. It is not rich or poor. It's whose trades and whose services and goods the market wants and needs right now. Uh, starting a business from scratch may not be the best thing. That's why I've been pushing heavily, making sure you guys look at buying an existing business so you can get that age, that seasoning, that profitability and hit the market harder for these government contracts that are out here. Uh, these private contracts that are out here. Uh, I wanted to go to InvestFest, but I had a better decision to make and I had an opportunity to speak here in Houston at the Patio Chick Conference. Got a chance to meet Dr. Ashley and um, Tara Page. He's a sniper, y'all. He takes all the videos. <laughs> I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> so funny. But why did I do that, right? InvestFest, Houston, because it was in front of my target market. I had more intimate time in front of the most professional seasoned women in business, my perfect target market. And it worked out so well for me. Why was that? That was a pivot we were making. So I'm pivoting into other spaces as well. So study your market, guys. And this is coming from someone with 17 years of experience. But if you can learn anything from me, I can teach you that in three years. And it's not about having a six, seven figure business. Forget about those numbers. Serve your clientele well. Know your market like no other and make sure your competitive advantage is whatever your superpower is. You are so good at it and you know your market inside and out. I may be getting three, four hours of sleep over the next couple of months. I don't care because I got to get so good at this, at what I do and serve, 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 serve. And your clientele will serve you back. And those referrals and that market understanding when you go through this recession, like the last three that we've had, and this is my third recession that I'm going through. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a cipher about it because I'm like so honed in. And thank you, Mark, for allowing me to speak on this topic because if we can learn from others and what has, has happened and what has worked and has not worked, but I'll be honest with y'all, if y'all are not putting yourself in position to work with your local municipalities, cities, and government with these contracts, with these trillions of dollars on the table, and getting yourself certified and understanding your market, you will be on the other side of this barbell economy and not on the left side of it. It's not a have and have not so rich or poor. It's have and have not so what talent you have and how can that serve the marketplace. And when you study your market and you know it's feasible and you have the data to your advantage, you will win through this recession. Coach, real quick. Coach, yes, real sir. quick. Um, what happens in the debt? Like, let's say when these businesses have debt, how, how is that typically handled? Um, so good debt, bad debt. Um, let's compare it to Netflix, Apple. If I'm buying into a company and that debt is not being debt serviced, just like a real estate transaction, anything else, if the revenue is not debt servicing it well, 
and I got, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with 20% debt. Okay. 20, 25% debt. If it's too debt heavy, y'all got too many credit cards out or too many loans out and it's in, and I don't have enough, uh, contingency within that revenue. And we do feasibility on these, uh, business all the time. If you got too much debt, I won't look at it. I don't care if it's a $7 million business because can that, I need enough revenue to cushion me for inflation. I need enough revenue to cushion me for change because I'm is new ownership. So these people want to keep their jobs, but can they keep performing through this market? Right? So there's a couple, again, feasibility all over again. So if, if they're too heavy on the debt, mm, but I do want some debt because again, we look at business credit and we hear talked about here a lot. You're buying, listen, you're buying revenue. You're buying cash flow and you're buying good debt. So that person has a 17 year old business. That's a hell of a beacon score. That's a hell of a uh, business credit score that you guys got. So if you look at that and that's a, that's a good profile, I, I do like a little bit of debt, but as long as the revenue has consistently covered the debt minus COVID, I take the COVID numbers out because that's an anomaly. If, if, if it can handle it and then you add COVID on top as a little cherry, then, then we're good. And we're doing that now. I'm looking at certain businesses that are in a sense recession proof or market proof. And that, that's a good way to, uh, to cycle. So that's a good question, Byron. Wow. That's amazing. I hope I hope y'all picked up what he dropped off because that was some really, really good stuff, uh, especially folk who are looking to expand that credit, grow that credit, right? Um, and jump into some spaces where they can get access to even, you know, larger amounts of credit. It, isn't that correct, Coach? Yeah, uh, I'm going to give you all the dime that people may not be paying attention to. University of Houston, UT, and the city of Houston. I'm just going to use that as an, as an example. If I'm in real estate... If I'm a realtor and I got trades, I got a general contractor, I can do roofing, something. I am going to look at making sure my business is certified and I'm getting a Section 3 certification in the city of Houston, affordable housing. I'm looking on to the Port of Houston, all these different municipalities having hundreds of millions of dollars in contracts for women-owned, veteran-owned, small businesses, period. Don't reinvent the wheel. There's money over here and you're trying to fight for it over there. I would attend these forums, these procurement forums. University systems and healthcare are growing. Why is Houston building so much on hospitals and every university is growing? That's that CARES Act money. That's, a fee, that's, that, that's that quantitative easing money is on the table, right? So they're building and they need trades. They need people to go to work. So if I was a realtor, I would build me a GC team. I'll build me a whole team, get my capability statement up. That way it ain't what work you can do. It's work your team can do. And I will sit in front of these procurement forms. And I will listen to Vaughn Construction and Austin Commercial. Tell me how many women I need in that space, and you go and sit in front of them, and you tell them what your team can do. They will award you contract opportunities and joint venture opportunities to get these projects done. You're walking into money without having to try to build anything up. People need work, and they're looking for work. There's work out here. We just need to bridge the two. That's what I would do if I was anybody in real estate who's trying to make a come up or trying to make a move, can't find work. There's work out here. Look into that heavily. Thank you, Byron. You know, um, uh, Coach, you're going to be here tomorrow? Yes, sir. Yes, we got sir. a big conversation happening tomorrow. We also got my guy King Randall coming through. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's been on with, um, I mean, he's been on all of the major networks, Fox. Um, he's the guy who has, um, you know, he, he, he got into a Roland Martin about him having his uh, preparatory school uh, for young boys. Uh, and, um He's going to be here tomorrow, man. And I think a lot of the things that you were talking about right there would be some real good stuff because what he's actually training 
um, a lot of the youth on. This guy's young too. This guy's like in his twenties, and he's he's mentoring um, all kinds of young boys uh, on how to get these certain trades and skills and all of these different things. It's an amazing thing that he's doing, um, and um, you know, I, I think I think it's going to be some good information that's going to be able to be exchanged tomorrow. We're having a really big conversation tomorrow. Really big conversation. Um, yeah, definitely be honored to be here, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so the name of the show tomorrow is going to be "Is Black Wealth Vanishing, or Is There Hope?" We're going to be tackling the wealth gap. We're going to be tackling. So we need to ping everybody into that room tomorrow. It's going to be a very big discussion. We got. We've invited a lot of brilliant minds to come and have this conversation tomorrow because, uh, Coach, you know, a part of the wealth community, one of the major parts of the wealth community, man, is that at the end of the day. Um, we're witnessing two different um, things happen, right? On one end, you can look at certain data that says that black wealth is disappearing, right? And then, you know, you can look at some other de- uh, data that says that, you know, we do have a massive wealth gap, right? And that it'll take us 200 and something years to be able to overcome that gap, if it's even possible, right? Due to a lot of the things that have happened historically um, in this country. But we're going to be tackling that specifically tomorrow if it's possible, if it's not possible. Got a lot of brilliant minds coming. And uh, I just want to make sure everybody, all voices are welcome. All voices are welcome because I feel like uh, when, when when black folks win in this country, I think the whole country wins. Um, we can only do as as, as good as as, 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 as as our weakest links in some, some regards, right? Um, and I'm not referring to us as weakest links. I'm referring to our situation, um, you know. But I think um, the country does better when everybody does better. So we're going to have that conversation tomorrow. And, um, yeah, but uh, we continue. Let's continue. Uh, what we're talking about today, you guys, is uh, we're talking about, listen, how to prepare for 2023 during a recession. What have you learned in business? What have you what what are you pivoting from? What are you what are you excited about? I want to hear about it. I want to hear about it. Let's let's talk about it. What's up? It's the ruler. Hey, yeah, jump um, in, Ruth. Y'all got some great strategies. Shout out to Coach talking about the Fibonacci retracements. I didn't know you can apply it even outside of trading, just for businesses. You usually use that for your support, your resistance. But things I've been doing currently now, um, in the real world in twenty twenty three. Um, back to that wholesaling conversation I had earlier. If you're looking for buyers, right, I know one kind of niche strategy that's working. Instead of you having to do ads, if you have to do cold calling, look up um, auctioneer auctions within your local courtroom in your courthouses. When we think of courthouses and courtroom, we usually usually think of doom and gloom, right? Look up these auctioneer auctions that's going on in your local area, and look, and you can go to the, the doorsteps of these courthouses in Prince George's County, Maryland. Every Wednesday, you can see real-time buyers bidding on properties in your face. And then what you guys said about building relationships, get their contact, tell them what you do. You're able to go ahead and bet and find XYZ properties that can fit their criteria and take them out to lunch. You have now done done circumvent and like literally done warped and found real-time buyers in real time who you can build it right before we can now buy your properties wholesale wise once you do the other part of the puzzle finding properties from these owners whether it be fizzbos whether it be expired listings on the mls whatever you name it so i recommend look up auctioneer auctions to find a list of real vetable real verifiable buyers in real time because they have to bid in the courthouse that 
right there. They have to have proof of funds right there. And then when you go from there, you can start to build your list and start to add to your real buyers and your pipeline for your wholesale business. I yield. That's what I see working right now in 2023 for me. Love it. Love it. Man, this is a beautiful conversation. This is a beautiful conversation. I don't want to put that out there. Anybody else care to jump in? We got a lot of brilliant minds. I want to hear. I want to hear. What's going hey, on? Byron. Let's talk I'll about it. Can you Let's hear talk me? about it. Yeah, who's the hey. lady? Yeah. And it, it, it's A. Miller. Um, but, you know, I do. I think this is a really, really great conversation. And as far as what I'm excited about, um, you know, personally, I'm excited about there's just a lot of opportunities specifically to help my clients at my company to create multiple streams of income. Um, and it's, you know, usually when you come to innovation and doing new things, you may have to kind of talk individuals through it a little bit more. But I feel like now everybody is really like, what do we need to do? How do we need to innovate? How do we need to pivot? You know, now you have corporations even doing more of creating real estate funds for their actual employees to invest into real estate. So similar to like a 401k but now they're creating real estate funds. So these particular staff members can invest into that. And now they have the ownership that they're looking for, but the client is able to retain their employee because the employee isn't quitting to go be a real estate investor or entrepreneur. They're staying at their job and then investing in the fund. Um, So there's a lot of different opportunities, but that's just for me as an entrepreneur. Um, For those who... You know, you're not an entrepreneur. You may be working nine to five or you're just trying to figure out what do I do and how do I do it? Some of the things that I would say for you is really understand what a recession is and how it specifically affects you. Um, This particular recession is not going to be created equal for all. Um, Don't really listen to the fear reports, people who are always scared, people who have never overcame a recession or people who are trying to kind of aid you into buying something out of fear. Just really understand economics and understand what a recession is. Just Google what is a recession What happened in the last recession? How did some people win? How did some people lose? You have to know both so you can create your strategy and really figure out and find out how this recession is going to affect your specific industry. So if you're in the healthcare, how is this affecting you? If you're in small business in a certain particular niche, how is it? How is this affecting you? So I think that's really important. And then also, it's important to guard your mind. Don't listen to a lot of fear reports, like I said, um, and don't have ego or be too proud. Business is not about looking like you're winning. It's really about understanding the strategy to really win and not look like it. So if you have to pivot, if you have to. Um, take on different employees. If you have to minimize your salary, whatever it is, don't think about what can I do right now to post or what can I do right now to sound good, but what do I really need to do in my business, in my career to really make sure that I'm winning and to make sure that I'm sustainable. And then lastly, if you are a business owner, make sure your business is in order. So what I mean by that is You're going to hear a lot of people, whether it's on Clubhouse, whether it's at conferences, whatever, saying all these different things that you can do. 
Right now, focus on not being a hustler. That is not good for business. Doing everything, being all over the place, trying different things, stop doing that. And really focus in on ensuring your business is structured properly. So what I mean by that, make sure that if you, you know, if you have an LLC, an S Corp, make sure all of those things are valid. Make sure all those things are structured properly. Make sure all of your, if you're using QuickBooks, whatever you're using, make sure all of that is in order. And the reason why I say that is because when we got the PPP loans and all those things, a lot of times people did not get approved because their business was not structured properly, because their QuickBooks or their finances was not in order. So make sure as you're determining what you want to do and how you want to do it, that at the foundation, your business is structured properly. That's how the government says, okay, we will give you money. We will give you these contracts. It's great to go after these things. I have a contract with HISD for the next four years. I have those contracts, but it's really about starting with, is your business structured properly? Um, Lastly, I would say plan anyway, whether it's a recession or not. You have to plan for your business. Like recessions happen because it's not about bad or good times with recessions. It's just about our country's way of saying too much of one thing is happening. We have to get back to normal. We have to get back to a place to where we're flowing how we need to flow. So the people that are on top can be on top and how we need the other people and the other people in society to be, they will be that way. So it's really about just planning anyway. And then one more network properly. So a lot of the people that make decisions, a lot of the people that say what's going on in your city, you may not see them visible um, on social media. You may not see them visible at the places you hang out. So you have to make sure that the people that you're really networking with, those people that are really in your circle, those people that can tell you, hey, this is going to happen coming in the next few months or this contract is coming up or we're expanding to Atlanta with certain things and you need to be there or we're expanding to Dallas or whatever it is. Make sure that you are networking with those people and that you are bringing value to those people and that eventually you become those people, that you become a decision maker in your industry. And don't just rely on numbers um, in certain other arenas, but you don't really have true influence, true power and true ownership in what you're doing in your city. So just don't don't be scared. Um and really just focus in on how this is going to affect you and your business and your life. You know, what was so important about what you said there, uh, A. Miller, it was, uh, you know, when you talked about how folk are afraid to pivot. Again, we letting social media, we letting other folks' opinions dictate how we kind of move in our business. Don't do that. Don't do that. Can I say can I say something to that point, Bar? Yeah, this yeah. may make people feel better. All right, so this is something that y'all may never hear. The word recession, just like Ray Middle was saying, and a lot of us have said, makes us fearful, right? And I get it. But one thing that I will tell you that you will never hear fear come out of, when I talked earlier about the procurement meetings and the city plan and all these kind of things, the rooms I was in this weekend, right, with Tara and, and, uh, and Dr. Ashley, we were laughing, having a good old time. The media will make you think, and social media, all these people who haven't done anything and trying to hustle, right, and, and make their moves, the recessions aren't bad. 
They're not meant to be bad. Now, there's bad things that happen. Yes. Uh, when companies don't make revenue, they lay people off. Da, 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 right. OK. But what what is really, really happening? Understand this. When they put and we had almost 10 plus years of quantitative easing, dumping money into the markets, the market's been running like crazy after 0809. But right now it's a normal market. It's normal. Things are getting back to a state of normality that a lot of us haven't seen before. But a recession is a reset in a perfect time, just like if you're in a track meet. Perfect time. It's like halftime in a football game. Reset. Get your game plan together. How are we going to attack now this new normalcy in front of us? That's what a recession truly, truly is. We went to a high. We had to pull back, clean things up. Now what are we going to do to go forward? And that's why they said more millionaires are made in a recession than any other time because people made their run. But when you're making a run, you get past the high. And that's why I brought up that Fibonacci retracement. Don't underestimate the charts and the technical things. When you see things run, that's when you want to be like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's getting too comfortable around here. When everybody else is like, ooh, yeah, it's fun, it's fun. No, no, no. That's when you want to be like, okay, when is this sucker going to pull back? When is this going to happen? When is when is the inverted yield curve going to happen two, three times in a row, right? And when you all look at that, you'd you be like, okay, let me sit back and get my cash ready. Let me pivot to where the market is telling me to go. And when you do that, you'll see it so clear. And right now, my people, don't worry about catching up to another coach's wealth gap because they got that wrong anyway. If we can just get our generation, us and our kids, good, that will take care of our culture because our birth rate ain't falling off. So we can get just our generation and our kids in order. We will be fine as a people because right now is the perfect time. I feel it in my marrow. It is a perfect time for us to just keep on coasting and go where we need to go. But Byron, this is not a time to be scared. Recessions aren't fearful. Recessions are just reset for those who are informed to do the right thing. Thank you, Byron. Absolutely. Hey, hey Byron, this is uh, Onaja. Can I jump in off of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before yeah, yeah. we do, we're going to do a quick reset. Uh, we'll get to you as soon as we finish our reset. Anaja Dallas, over to you. Hey, yo, Byron, drop that beat for me, please. Yeah, buddy. I love it. I love it. Good morning. Good morning. And good morning again to all of you who have been here with us, as well as those of you who have just joined us. Listen, if you have not joined the club, I need you to do so now. Reach up and press on that green mansion so that you can be... So that you can be kept abreast and in the know of all things business over breakfast. I also need you to get the shares up. Get the shares up. We got 136 shares, but we want to boost that well over 200 because we need some other people to hear this conversation. We're talking about how to prepare for 2023 during a recession. And while you're at it, also all of these nuggets that are being dropped. Please, please, please click on the scissors and share the last 30 seconds of those gems so that you can put those two on your socials and share them with the world. I got to pass it over to my sister from another Mr. Dr. Ashley V. Wilkerson. And she's coming with the last portion of today's news. And she's going to greet us just like this. Hey, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You dancing, Ashley? Are you dancing, Ashley? Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Byron and Brian got the hey, y'all action in real life. Big facts. <laughs> they got all the four feet, nine point five, point five. energy. Mm-hmm. Big girl energy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. In real life, 
And listen, Coach is a sniper. He caught video footage in real life. Mm. <laughs> y'all, he caught me dancing because y'all know I like to dance. He saw that rock in real life, Byron. You saw it. You it saw that the rock. AKA rock. It's the AKA rock that I'm doing right now. We need that video, Coach. I got, you, I got you. I got like three or four videos. <laughs> he was a sniper. Every time I looked up from dancing, he up there with a camera. I'm like, seriously? Yes, seriously? Can't do nothing in the dark these days. <laughs> the dark. Somebody hey, see. Man, listen, shout out to the people in Houston, Texas. Shout out to folks that coming through to the patio kick conference that I co-hosted with the beautiful Tara Page on the stage. She brought all the ladies. I think, I think your mic is breaking up a little bit, though. Can you hear me? I hear you a little bit better now. Could is it because be. you had the music rocking so hard? Could be. Could be. <laughs> is it because you had the music rocking so hard, or did I go out? I think it was both. Okay, it was both. It was both. Shout out to Coach who came through to the Patio Chick Conference. Uh, Tara, Dr. Tara L. Page on the stage had me as her co-host this past weekend. Shout out to her. It was an amazing event. Shout out to Kim on the stage. Listen, Kim took me to the Korean spa. It was an amazing and incredible experience. So shout out to her and everyone who came through. Uh, Man, I had so much fun with Byron and Brian in Texas. So I am so grateful for the BLB, the Business Over Breakfast crew. I can't wait for our live event. You all stay tuned. If you haven't already, hit that house at the top of the screen. Make sure you are a member of the club. Hit the little arrow at the bottom. We want to get up to a minimum of 150 shares. Only four people away from doing that. So go ahead and hit that arrow on the bottom. Share this room on Clubhouse and share it to your other social media platforms, Twitter and Facebook as well. Put a number one in the chat if you've learned one thing or enjoyed one thing in today's conversation on how to prepare for 2023 during a recession we're going to hear a little bit more about this in a, in a moment but click at the link to see more details about the rentalpreneur summit in 2022 this is taking place august 19th through the 20th hosted by tj he is rocking with us on the stage and our very own bob crew we're going to be in the Building. They're gonna be in the building. We're in the building. No <laughs> and I mentioned earlier while in Texas this weekend, Byron gave me an aerial view tour of what TJ has going on in the city. So I can't wait for my next visit so I can see more about their projects and their development and all the things. And TJ, I look forward to meeting you when I come there next time. But kudos to you for everything that you're doing with the conference, with your projects and all the things going on. Brian gave me a full list, Byron, of the reasons why we need to relocate to Texas. That part. (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. Shout out to my guy Black Regal in the building. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think All right, passing it over Anajay. Yes, indeed. But you know what? Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. And I definitely got to get Joanne in on this, too. So, but before we even get there, before we get to Anajay, before we get to Anajay, I got to ask this question, Anajay. What are you doing, right, to prepare? And I definitely got to get Joanne. Same question. Same question. Um, um, what are you doing to prepare? What has not worked in your business that you've recognized? 
what is working, right? And how did you make that transition and that pivot? I want to do this though, Anajay. Hold on. I got to go to Joanne first because I've already talked to her in the back chat. Um, I want to hear her and then I want to go to uh, Anajay afterwards. Joanne, are you available? I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, the recessions only sound scary to those who haven't been here for a while. Mm. I I was just looking at, you know, the changes that are slowly happening in the real estate world and how properties are staying on the market like two, three days longer than six, six months ago. And it's driving some of these new realtors crazy because they've never experienced that. But this is it. It's, it's still very accelerated. I mean, those that were in the market before COVID uh, will weather a recession very easily because it will feel very normal to us. It will feel abnormal to those that are just getting in the business. Um, I'll say what is working for me is being creative, creative in finding solutions for these sellers that need to sell their home, uh, being creative in how I find deals being creative in my networking to find other people to find me deals. Um, Subject two is a very powerful tool that um, I'm beginning, I'm using more and more. I've definitely used it in the past, but now those uh, people deferred their loans during COVID, they're getting caught up now and they cannot afford the big chunk that some of those mortgage companies are, are have put on them instead of putting the payment at the back of the loan. They want their chunk of money now and these people can't afford it. I, I'm buying um, a property in my self-directed IRA next week and the mortgage payment is only $500 and I'm leaving the seller in place. Who's going to pay me $900 in rent? For the, the same place she's always been in. She doesn't even want me to do any repairs. And it comes with four acres of land that I'm going to subdivide. And all this in my self-directed IRA. So a, a way to really prepare for the recession is to get around some old heads. Get around some old heads that have weathered the storm before. Also, use the education you have. A lot of people buy these courses, get this training, and sit on that education. Use what you already have. You're underutilizing your own resources. I just met with uh, Bam and Sophia, and Bam is an extraordinary plumber. And comes from a, a line of plumbers, but Bam isn't li- a licensed plumber. Some things that he could pass with no no even preparation, I'm sure, for the test. But because he he didn't know where to go for the test, so I gave him um, just the resource. So you got to be around people that are resourceful that have been doing this for a while so that you can elevate, uh, get to that next level that you want to be on. And furthermore, you definitely have to get focused. You cannot do everything under the sun. Well, you can try, you can be a jack of all trades and a master of none, but master at least one thing. So that can be your bread and butter through, throughout the storm. I don't think the storm's going to be that big. Um, I think the recession is going to be a breeze for most of us. I'm here for the breeze. And shout out to my <laughs> shout out to my guy Bam as well, man. On that, on getting that, I'm, I'm claiming it in advance. You know what I'm saying? Getting that 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 master plumbers 
license. You know what I'm saying? I just found out it's funny, Joanna. Um, I was doing a, uh, I was doing some new construction on a, on a, on a project on two projects, and um, it was crazy that the plumber that I had, right? He wasn't licensed, right? And he had to go to somebody for the permitting, and just him going to that person for the plum for the permitting cost like I forget the exact amount. I think it was like six hundred bucks or something like that. It was a ridiculous number. It was a ridiculous number for him to be able to work under this guy's license, right? Um, and pull the permit. This is just for the permit. And I thought to myself, damn, like I wonder how many folk that that plumber got going to him working under his license in that particular same fashion. It was amazing. Um, so, and he didn't do no work. I never even met this guy. How does that work? So, uh, it's power and licensure. Uh, I think, you know, also power in connecting with people like coach and what he got going on with them, you know, procuring them contracts and different things of that nature. It's power and that kind of stuff. So we don't want to minimize being official, Right. Because being official sometimes can make all the difference in, you know, us being able to leverage um, our time and still be able to get a hell of a ROI. I just want to put that out there. But um, Anaje, what's going on? Yo, yo, yo. Well, first, I've got to I've got to highlight the last three speakers because I'm kind of more in line with them. Number one, this ain't nothing like 2008, guys. So we, we have to get that out of our head. I have never heard of a severe or even like noticeable recession. And, and let's be clear. Am I the right? only one getting Up this turns. feedback? Am I getting the feedback? Yes, it's you, Byron. It's your okay. mic. All right. I'm just making sure. We love you, though. We love um, you. Respectfully. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> so up, upturns and downturns happen all the time. That is the natural course of economics. Like, that's just the natural course of things. The reason why downturns happen, I think A. Miller kind of hit on it, is that in reality, you know, when things are booming, everybody's booming. But everybody didn't deserve the boom. Everybody didn't deserve to get some of these PPP loans and stuff like that. Their businesses were going to fail regardless or go down regardless because they weren't pivoting. They weren't looking at SWOT analysis on a monthly or quarterly basis or at least a half a year basis, right? They were moving along kind of like you were saying and very complacent. And if you're complacent in your business, you're not paying attention to what's changing. And the world changes every day we wake up. And so we've got to stay diligent around just trying not to be complacent in our business, right? That's the kind of stuff that actually causes recessions. When guys been eating a certain way because that's how they do their business and they've been doing it for 20 years and 30 years or whatever, right? And they're not trying to change. They're not trying to grow. They're not trying to embed themselves. They're not trying to educate themselves. This is the kind of stuff that actually leads to recessions because things change, right? We don't need certain things anymore. We don't need cassette tapes anymore. We don't need, uh, you know, you know we, we've got streaming, right? We, we don't need certain things. We don't need DVDs no more, right? So think about the businesses that had infrastructure around these things that are now considered obsolete. And so you got to look at yourself and say, what am I doing that might be a little bit obsolete? Right. What am I doing that is not allowing me to multiply myself or not allowing me to network or whatever? Right. Like these are the things that are there. But from a factual basis, guys, we just had over five hundred thousand jobs get added uh, last month. And before that was like three eighty. And before that, like we haven't been under three hundred thousand jobs being added in like six months. So like like these are just like these are 
factual numbers, right? 21 million people got laid off during the pandemic. Like, that's a fact, right? Like, under, like, when the pandemic first started, it was 21 million people got laid off. Every last one of those jobs have been added back. Not specifically those people, but the amount of jobs have been added back. So let's let's really level set, like, where we're at. Um, are we technically in a recession because we've had two down quarters of GDP growth? Yes. Does this feel like any recession that we've really, like, been under? That's a no. tough one. Like, that's very, very tough, right? And I say that because I think we're feeling inflation. I think people are feeling like their dollars are going not as far, which I think is absolutely true. But that's it. That's true every day. Inflation happens, like, forever, ever since we got off the gold standard. 40 years, we're going to have consistent inflation. So I think we have to understand, you know, one, I'm, I'm an abundance guy. I live in abundance mindset personally, right? I'm always looking for opportunities. I want to see what can I do to, to improve my business. So to, to get to your question specifically, some of the things, one, I had to learn how to multiply myself. So, you know, coming on Clubhouse, one of the biggest things that I learned on Clubhouse, I've, I've had a couple of things that I've learned in the last year and a half of Clubhouse that I think are really big. I can't take every plan. I can't take every move. I can't take everything, but I have to take big ideas and, and use. So for me, you know, jumping in the virtual assistant game, game changer for me game changer. Now, I don't use virtual assistants similarly to, to most people on this app. I'm using how I need to use them, right? And that's been huge, right? Because now I've got to multiply myself. And, you know, we've got I will, what we got about 16 to 18 hours of, of VA support going on, right? That is the level of multiplication because, you know, people think I'm working that long, right? And that's huge. Um, specifically within my business, you know, just getting better structures, um, you know, I wasn't as structured as I could be. I didn't have systems and SOPs built the way I needed to. Um, that's been huge, right? Cause I get, uh, cause part of this is, is that if you're really trying to grow or not reduce or shrink, like in a recession, right? If you don't want to be one of those companies or businesses that are falling off, then what, how can you multiply the already great things that you already do, right? Like you already made it to business. You've already got some level of success. Otherwise you wouldn't be in business to begin with, right? You're doing something right. How do you add that and reduce the things that are holding you back and being able to figure out a legitimate SWOT analysis, right? What are my weaknesses? What are my threats? What are my opportunities? What are my strengths, right? These are the things that we have to think about, right? But that takes a level of humbleness, right? You got to move that ego aside and say, you know what, um, do I care more about, you know, shining and, and showing off or whatever? Or do I care about winning? Right. Because sometimes those who win the most, they just winning. They don't care who they talk to. They don't care who they ask. They don't care who who they're getting information from as long as the information can apply. And I think that's huge. Um, a mindset shift that a lot of us got to make. we got to make these type of mindset shifts. Right. So my second biggest one that I did was I moved a lot of my I moved some of my properties over the short term rentals. That was a that was another game changer for me. There's systems that I learned uh, throughout short term rentals. I hope all you guys go check out TJ's event. I'm 100 percent positive it's going to be dope because um, he's out here killing it. And, and, that, and I'm sure that event can help a lot of people in real estate learn systems, even if you don't want to be in that space. Systems and processes are huge. Right. And that's something that I'm streamlining. 
And so for me, from from a from a as a landlord, you know, now what I'm on is I'm pretty much focused on. Yes, there's some people that are going to continue to struggle. Some of those people have been my core clientele, so I'm pivoting off of that. So we're doing short-term rentals at the high level, and frankly, we're doing Section 8 at the lower level, right? Because right now, I just need to get paid. I need to get my stuff paid. I need to fix my stuff. I I want to make sure I'm a stable landlord. I hear a lot of landlords. I get a lot of calls from a lot of landlords in trouble, um, and they're in trouble because, you know, tenants haven't paid. The the profile of judges in the state of Texas has dramatically changed. They they put the onus on the landlord. I don't know if y'all seen locally. Boy, they they put, they blast me. Large landlords every day on the local news for bills that aren't getting paid because the rents wasn't getting paid because the judges are keeping it in there, right? And so, how do I pivot myself off of that? I, I want my guaranteed rent. I like my guaranteed rent on the first <laughs> of the month, like that's what Section Eight does. Um, and I like my rent upfront, like uh, um, uh, Airbnb does. Those two things are, are great. For me, so I ain't, I'm not chasing tenants around as much. So all my properties are not there yet. Um, but the more, the higher percentage that we, we're doing, uh, make sure that I'm I'm collecting um, closer to 100 percent every month, which is which is really my goal right now. And and actually, and then maximizing on top, right? So it's about stability. We talked about, I think, A. Miller and somebody else talked about uh, making sure your business is stable. And then from that stable, strong foundation, how are you able to grow? And, and I think if we can find, uh, people need to focus on these type of things. Focus on abundance. Focus on opportunities. Now, don't skip the opportunities until you're actually stable, right? Like, is my core foundation in a good place? Can I depend upon this money to come in every day so I can then leverage that to continue to grow and improve uh, your processes? And I think if we can kind of do that, you, you'll be just fine. But for me personally, I, I'm not really afraid of any whatever recession talk or, or any of that kind of stuff. I, I don't see it the same way as I think a lot of some of this fear media is. Um, I'm not saying it's not real and people aren't struggling, but I look at why a lot of it people are struggling because of inflation. Well, I own property and I'm a landlord, so I'm winning with inflation. So everything I've been on is actually raising rents. We've we're we're somewhere around thirty five to four thousand dollars in incremental revenue this year off of increases in rent on the same properties, like. Like and that's and that's what we're focused on and you know um, that's why you know for me and for any landlords out there August twenty first I got a landlord class where I literally just talk about um, Section eight government assistance programs I've been doing this fifteen years I've had over sixty Section eight clients I know all the little tricks on how to get get the, get inspection pass get good tenants not having Pookie and them coming there selling dope whatever all that kind of mess. <laughs> I've been through it What's all. What's wrong with Pookie but, and Ray Ray, man? What's wrong with Pookie and Ray Ray? Hey, 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 we I, were I just talking about Pookie in Texas. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of Pookies in Texas, man. I can't have Pookie in my crib, man. Sorry, Pookie. Pookie. Pookie got to find somewhere else to stay messing with. He got to find another spot. I don't care about his rental time. I need somebody else. So man, t- back to you, brothers. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell me this, Anaja. I know you mentioned that, um, that TJ's event, man. Are you going to be, are you pulling up? 
I'm I'm trying to figure it out right now. My best friend's birthday is uh, on that same day, so I got to figure out a way to support both. But uh, we're going to have a representative there. It's either me, my wife, or somebody, because I I know he's got a gang of dope speakers. So I'm going to have to pull up, at least show up uh, for show, because my neighbor's out there killing it. So we're going to get him going and calling my neighbor, because our buildings (laughs) are right right next to each other. (laughs) You know, TJ building our whole hotels, man. I'm just saying, man, listen. Um, if wait a minute, what's the name of the guy whose property I saw too? Was 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 his Al? Was that? Is that oh, Al? Al? Yeah, 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 yeah. Al. Okay, um, Al is dope. I think he was in a building earlier, but I just had to shout that out because he's dope. That's some dope property. Um, well, you know the one selling. that he's doing with the, the the hotel that they're building. Um, Al owns part of that too. Dope. Yeah, okay, y'all. Absolutely. He was giving me a full tour in all the things. They were really showing me Houston. So yeah, it's pretty a beautiful dope. Thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm like three blocks down from them, and Ehab is around the corner from us, and so it's yeah. We got a whole little Anage corridor got, right there. Yeah, Najee got another little, you know, what I'm saying, little hotel Airbnb situation going on right down the street from TJ situation. Yep. Yeah, yes, nice. got, got some, yeah. And I saw Brandy. I, and they were. They were doing it up over the weekend. I did see Brandy as well with the lunch and learn. So that was dope, too. Yeah. So, you know, we building. You know, at the end of the day, I just want to know um, if you actually if you're in Houston. Right. If you're in Houston, um, for sure. Uh, put a number one in the chat. Where my Houston folk? I just want to know where my Houston folk at real quick. Real quick. If you if you if you in H-Town, if you in H-Town, put a number one in the chat. Okay. All right. Beautiful. If you're if you're in Houston and you've already hit the link and got you a ticket, go ahead and put a number one in the chat because I want to know who's pulling up on us. Wait um, a minute. We confusing the numbers. If you already got your ticket, put a number two in the chat. Put a number two in the chat. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Put put the number two in the chat. Um. Yeah. Because I want to know who's going to be pulling up on us. Because here's the deal. A lot of us are wanting to kind of play this game from the sideline. We want to play the game from the sideline. And I can promise you this. You're never, ever, ever going to score from the sideline. You never listen. See, some of y'all, some of y'all think that you can play the game by just watching the game. No, no. Your ass going to have to get in the game. You're going to have to take a couple hits. Right. No matter how smart you think you are. Right. No matter how cool you think you are. Okay. Um, You know, you're not going to just be able to talk about entrepreneurship. Right. And sound good and talk about this thing in theory. Right. You're going to have to get in here and really learn how this thing goes and really jump out here and start taking some action. A lot of people hit the number one in the chat. But I'm going to need a lot more of y'all to hit that number two. Because lives will be changed as a result of August the 19th and August the 20th. I can promise you that. Not from folk who are talking about business from a theoretical standpoint. Everybody, you know, when I when I highlight folk on the stage, you know, Joanna was just speaking. Anaje was just speaking. Uh, Coach was just speaking, right? Uh, and many, many others, right? These people have real businesses they make money in real life in real business this is not instagram 
where they're dancing and pointing at the screen, right? And you don't even know what kind of business they really have. These people have real businesses, right? They've been through the trenches. They've seen the ups. They've seen the downs, okay? And these are the types of folk that you want to learn from when you're entering into the space. Because if not, right, you'll get yourself excited and these folks will fluff you up, right? And then you get out here and you get punched in the face by business and you don't even know how to respond. Don't be that guy. But uh, TJ, what, what, what are some of the things that people can leave with as a result of coming to this event on? And um, before TJ taps in, Byron... I want, I want to I want to shout something out really quickly because oftentimes people don't take action because um, they either they're thinking about logistics or they're thinking about how they're going to get someplace or they're looking at the the price of the ticket and we have Lori in the chat and for those of you who don't know Lori Lori shows up in this club every day and Lori is 14 hours of ahead of us. Lori is based in Guam. And as you can see in the chat, Lori has her virtual ticket. Why? Because she can't get here from Guam, but she knows the value of the information. And Lori has tapped into so many conferences virtually. There is no reason why you shouldn't access these experiences these events, these conferences, because virtual tickets are available for you if for whatever reason you can't be there live in the building. So I wanted to shout that out because for some reason, some people may not know. And I wanted to underscore that if you can't be there in person, you still have no excuse. You still have no reason. Virtual tickets are available. So TJ, absolutely. Please share. Man, Ashley, thank you so much for that. And that's so true. Um, and that's the reason why we make it available no matter where you are, because this is a this is an event that we truly do believe will change people's trajectories. I mean, when you think about the fact that we are halfway into the year, um, a lot a lot is going on in the marketplace. Game plans need to be in place, right? People need to be thinking things all the way through. Um, you want to be in rooms like this because you need to know the state of the union. You need to know what you need to be applying right now to not only make the rest of this year the best possible for you, but how to poise yourself for an amazing 2023, no matter what's going on in the marketplace. The amount of speakers and the value that's going to be that's going to be added at this event is going to be bar none. I really reached into my bag. And reached out to some of the best investors and speakers on the, on the planet um, to come add value to this event. This it, this event will focus uh, on cash flow. It's a cash flow to freedom theme. Understand that we're going to be talking about a lot, a lot of short-term rental stuff. Um, where I have some of the best real estate investors on the planet. That, so we're going to be talking about just real estate investing in general from an acquisition perspective. Um, then we're going to get into the weeds of what it actually takes for your short-term rental business to be uh, to start it and take it to a whole nother level. If you're yeah. six figure. Go ahead, brother. Real, real quick, what kind of cash flow are we talking about? I just want to make sure profit. <laughs> what kind of cash flow are we talking about when you know when we get into this when we get into this space right correctly? What does that look uh, like? I mean, when you when you get into the space correctly, now you know what's always interesting. A lot of people kind of misconfuse quantity with quality in a short term rental space. People always say, Oh well, the pe- the number one thing that people brag about in this space is how many units you ha- they have. <laughs> you know, I met a guy in Nashville. He had three properties, 
three properties only off the beach. Each of these properties had at least 15 bedrooms. He's making, and I'm not even kidding you. I will. I wish I could play the audio for you because I recorded this conversation. That's how. That's how impressed I was by him. But he's making 40k a week from each one, right? Each property, and each one has a pool. It's right off the beach. They're mansions. He owns all of them. Wait a minute. I don't think they. I don't think they understood. You said. Wait a minute. You said he's making how much from how many 40, properties? 40k a week from each property, and he has three of them. He has three of them. Matter of fact, look out for my Instagram. I'm going to post a video on my Instagram today. I'll be more posting my on the reel. Look, watch for my Instagram today. I'm going to post it. It was it, so when we think about the kind of income, it depends, right? Because at the end of the day, it's not even so much about how many units you have. Because here in Houston, for example, we're in a we're in a kind of you know metropolitan area, a lot of um, neighborhoods, uh, communities. There's multiple guest avatars to reason why people will come book over here. For me, when I was starting my business, if I'm doing rental arbitrage, if I'm not at least netting at the very minimum eight hundred dollars a month for for an arbitrage. A, a apartment or wherever I'm renting it, it's not even worth it for me at the at this point. Right now, our business model is shifted. Right, of, of course, everybody knows we're doing these boutique hotels, and and that's and that's the play. We the the kind of income potential just from these units alone is pretty 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 amazing. Um, and the fact that we can offer these not just individual reservations for each unit, we can offer what I like to, I like to call packs. Right, people want to larger groups want to book an entire building. They can book an entire six unit build. They can book the entire four unit building. We're going to have all kind of packs available. For, for large groups for example and i just get things in perspective we have a, a wedding party that's already wanting to go ahead and put down a down payment for a wedding in november for our hotel is 25 of them and they want the entire building they want all 13 units they want the entire building and they uh and we're charging thirteen thousand for three days because at the end of the day it's not even so much just the fact that yeah they get it's each unit yeah but the experience that they get this is a they get the i and they get it you know what i mean so so the, the thirteen thousand for three days three days absolutely okay I, you know I, here's the thing man you know and then on top of that tj right the beautiful part about this is that you're you own the property right yes okay and so as 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 an owner you get to take advantage of all of the things that malachi like to talk about when you talk yep. about cost segregation right you talk yep. about the tax savings you get to talk about um how after a certain period of time of owning real estate in a, in a, in a highly desirable area, right? That's, that's yep. growing in desirability. You're talking in yep. the millions. Um, you know, not only do you get the cash flow, you know, 13,000 in two days, you get all of these tax benefits, but at the end you get to either sell it or keep it in the millions. Either way yep. you go. You could take yep. out a you could take out a HELOC on that situation, right? Absolutely. Potentially in the millions, right? Absolutely. Right. Do whatever you want to do with it, right? And pay no taxes on that, right? Or do you pay taxes on that? I just want to make sure. Uh sure. That's a Malachi question on the HELOC. I know if I refi that mug, ain't gonna be no taxes. But it's the same thing. It's we same don't pay taxes on debt. We ain't paying no taxes on no debt. Taxes on debt. That's that's a fact. That's debt, cuz. He's in an opportunity zone. He's not gonna pay tax. Opportun- oh, opportunity zone. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, so these see the, and see this is again, TJ. It's some folk right now, TJ. I'm just yep. keeping it real. They're sitting on the sideline right now, yep. and they're looking at everything that we're saying. That you're getting ready to, you know, in the millions now, right? Mm-hmm. Not theoretical. It's not a theoretical conversation we having right now. Okay. Yeah. 
And they're saying to themselves, maybe him, but maybe not me. Yeah. Maybe him, but maybe not me. But that's not true. That's not true. Let's talk about it, bro. Let's talk about it. It's, it's, go ahead, bro. Yeah. Guys, uh, and I'm going to be sure. TJ, to check your I'm back gonna... channel for me. Go ahead, Brian. TJ, check your back channel. Thank you. Go ahead, Brian. I'm going to be real short with it. The only thing that TJ done, right, not to diminish his his uh, superpowers, but the only thing that TJ done, and correct me if I'm wrong, is he showed up, he got the education, and he took a chance. And he consulted with people that were smarter than him, uh, you know, for things that he didn't know to bridge the gaps. That's it. Correct me if I'm wrong, TJ, if I oversimplify. You showed up, you got the education, you took action, you bridged the gap with specialized knowledge and expertise of others. That's a fact. That's a fact. And and people need to understand too, like, don't don't be afraid to do the hard thing. Like, don't be afraid to do, like, if you have an option and so I can go to easy work. Like, sometimes it's a great idea to do the hard thing because that's what has value, right? I could have easily, and I'm not going to lie, this this entire event, I'm going to tell the story again and I'll probably elaborate a little bit more at, one, at the event, but I was sitting there talking to Cody Sperber and we were at the at the Thrive event and I was telling him about how I'm, I'm in, like, I'm excited to get back into the classroom. I'm excited to get back teaching and adding value to folks. I'm going to have, because I used to have these classes, I had people just come to my Airbnbs and I would teach these seminars and add value that way. And uh, he said, that's dope. That's great. But, but no. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, you think you're too small. Why don't you do this? That he points at the audience at the Thrive event, which had like 1,500 people there. He said, do you have everything that you need? I'll come speak at the event. And he pointed at Carlos Reyes. He said, Carlos will come speak at the event. And Carlos looks over. He's like, what? What are you talking about? He said, we're going to go speak at TJ's event in Houston. And Carlos said, all right, I'm down. He said, well, there it is right there. You got two of the top speakers on the planet. What you going to do with it? Are you going to, you going to, you going to lean into it or you're going to retreat back to safety where, you know, you, you, you've already been. So at the end of the day, I had an option. I had a choice. And I chose the hard thing because that's what gives a value. If it was, I mean, if everybody was walking around with a six pack, nobody would care <laughs> that anybody has one. But the fact that it's not easy to get is what gives a value. So literally all this is a result of me choosing the hard thing, knowing that it's going to be one of the hardest things I've ever done, but I'm leaning into it anyway. And I'm literally putting everything that I have into this event. And I know for a fact, it's going to be amazing. The lineup is amazing. The, um, the value that you're going to get from this event is amazing. The, the amount of knowledge that you'll get in a detailed format for the short term uh, industry specifically in order to know exactly what you need to be doing in this from uh like in this time period they were in the the value is going to be stupid you want to be in the building these are the rooms that you want to be in this is definitely the rooms that you want to be in and understand a lot of times you'll be at these events and yes you can get a ton of value from the people that you hear on stage but i'm telling you there are so many people in that audience that you that that like in that audience that deserve and can add value on that stage because they're doing crazy in their business as well. You know so what, TJ? In most cases, I find more value in the audience. In the audience. That's a fact. In the audience. In the audience Absolutely. is what value be. I'm telling you, whether it, on That's both sides of the spectrum, people who are doing great, people who are not doing so great. And in all of those circumstances, it's money to be made. I'm just saying. I'm just saying respectfully. And at the end of the day, man, it's about choosing the hard thing sometimes. Sometimes it's it's not about just going the easy route, right? Sometimes you just gotta just you know pull pull your pull your big boy pants up, right? And and, and say, look, man, I'm gonna take a massive bet on myself. I'm gonna take a massive bet on myself, and uh, and how it work out, it work out. 
But at the end of the day, I just want you to know that you don't have to take it personal if it goes wrong. You just have to pivot. You got to understand the pivot game, right? Um, you know, shout out to uh, Credit Ninja that just joined the stage. You know what I'm saying? It was amazing what she had shared uh, last week about her story and how, you know, she, um, you know, had, she took her, all of the things that came against her to destroy her financially, her financial picture. She took those things, right? And not only did she overcome those things, right? But she also monetized the experience. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Hey, Listen. Can I, can I, hey, can I make sound like she leveraged about, what happened to, to make man? income, man. Look at O'Neal. Like you understand know what I'm saying? <laughs> she leveraged her bad times to create great times. Create great times. But O'Neal, where did you slide in from, though? Hey, I've been in here. What you mean? I've been in here. He been paying attention in all of the things. You know, I was working out, getting it in, getting my body right. Yeah, but he was listening. And that dad's mind off the body, you know what I'm saying? O'Neal hasn't come off mic since the opening. That's he it. That's it. Like he was running in the fourth base. That's it. I come off mic on Thursday. You know what I'm saying? You gotta know your position. Are you gonna come to Houston next time I'm there? I gotta meet Uncle O. Hey man, you gotta come. You gotta come the twenty, the nineteen to twenty. We in the building. Yes, you in the building. Wait a minute. Where where do you live again? Huh? I live in Louisiana. I'm three hours away from Houston. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm All right. right. I would have been there, but I had to say too. I had to go to investments. You know that's right. That's right. Go ahead. Go I, ahead. I man, okay. I'm feeling the way I missed that investments. I need. I need hey, I need that investments was hey. It was a the vibe. opportunity been there. You know what I'm saying? Just like T. David, the opportunity been there. People just wait last minute. Then when they see all the, the pictures and videos, oh, I should have been there. Uh, hey, man, you gotta there. take action. Yeah. No, Byron had to meet something. me. That's what that was. So take action. People always say after the event, I should have been there. I want to be there, but you know what I'm saying? Take action, man. You're thinking too much. Just do it. Malachi wanted to tap in. TJ, I sent you some more information in the back chat, too. Malachi, jump into it. Yeah, appreciate it. Just just want to note one quick thing about TJ's event. For those that have jobs, as in working jobs and W-2 income, uh, short-term rental is one of the only avenues that allows you to use losses to offset your W-2 income to pay for your investments. So I'm sure TJ will be talking about that. Hey, Brian. Uh-huh. Something else on TJ's event. I'll put an article in the chat. Look, if if you want to study the market, right, where short-term rentals are going, look at Airbnb's forecast for the next two years and look at how that market is going to be growing. Mm. Use the data to y'all's advantage. I'll put it in the Uh, chat. I'll see you in the link. Listen, it's going down. Shout, shout out to, to my guy Los in the building. Yeah, building. man, shout out to my guy. Shout Lose, out. You know what, Byron? I, I want to say he on his big mic. You know what I'm saying? I want to say he. <laughs> I want to say this really quickly, and then we're gonna find out if Los is on his big mic. <laughs> 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 I want to say this though. Listen, you all. You all tap in the clubhouse a lot. You're in these rooms. You're on these stages. You're listening in the listening lounge. But when you have the opportunity to go in person to connect with people in real life off the app, it's a whole different level. It's a whole different vibe. And whether you're meeting with them one-on-one like I did or you're attending a conference uh, I went to uh, Don's conference, ICE conference in Tennessee. Still, 
still rocking with relationships that were developed there. I went to Tara's conference this past weekend in Houston, Texas. Those relationships were enhanced. You all can do the exact same thing. So when you see these events taking place, don't say it's only for some people to go. No, this is the access. This is the access that people are always saying they don't have. You have it now, but are you going to take action on the access because you have it now and here's the thing it doesn't matter which ticket you can afford as long as you're in the building it doesn't matter about the logistics because you can get a virtual ticket if necessary but are you taking action on the access that you now have los what type of mic are you on (laughs) i'm not on a big mic not on the big mic damn it i thought we was gonna get some the the big mic experience you know what i'm saying i'm just saying sound like the people need to eliminate them excuses excuses are the tools of incompetence you ain't winning because you got too many excuses too many um too many um Hey, hey, Byron, it's DJ Swag know what I'm talking about in? with the tools yes, of it. Yes, indeed. Oh, my God. I, Ashley, I got to jump in, man. Um, I, you got to be quick, anyone, though. Huh? You got to be quick. Are we getting the, we getting the hell I, Oh, it's it? going to be quick. It's oh. going to be quick. It's going to be so quick. Okay. So uh, talk about live events and meeting people. That's my thing. It's relationship capital. It's one of the most important, valuable assets out there. And access is everything. Access to knowledge, access to people, access to opportunity. And if you snooze through it, you're going to miss that opportunity. So if there's an event, uh, make it, make, there's no excuses. There's always something virtual that you have to, um, you know, show up for. And the, the messages I get is, when's your next one? There is no next one. Because if you, boats don't make U-turns. Trains don't make U-turns. And these events are like a fast-moving train. You got to jump on and then go. You, they, you, they're not going to come back and get you. So you'll miss that opportunity if you snooze. I'm done. I'm just saying. I'm on the, I'm on the big mic now, though. Ooh, I got the big mic Big now. mic energy. <laughs> 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 I love it. Pull out. Thank you, Credit hey, Ninja. We always appreciate you Lose, racing you the stage. Listen, Los. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to talk about tomorrow. I'm just saying it's gonna be a powerful conversation. And we need you. We need you for the whole session tomorrow, Los. We know you busy and stuff, but no, I, I be that. I, the reason I ain't pull up today. I was traveling yesterday. And they did, you know delayed my flight, and I didn't get home to like four o'clock this morning. I was pissed. Oh. Um, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pull up tomorrow with the big mic. Ooh, wait a minute. <laughs> Got a lot to talk about. <laughs> yes, indeed. Listen, man, we're going to see y'all tomorrow. What we're going to be talking about is black wealth disappearing or is there hope? Very important conversation. Very, very important conversation. So if you haven't already, hit the link in Clubhouse and invite some folk. Because we're going to be, we're going to be, listen, we want this to be a collaborative experience, a collaborative experience, because it is a very important topic. Listen, we can go, we can only go as strong, I mean, as far as our weak, as our weakest and our strongest, you know what I'm saying? We got to go together, right? And so we got to figure this thing out. And I think we can, I think we're on the right path to figuring it out. But with that being said, one, two. Y'all ever heard this right here before? Yeah, I
Right here, oh. I want you 
I'll be blessed, man. Bye, y'all. Too much of a brown liquor moment. I'm just saying. Not today. <laughs> need that brown liquor. You have a good time. Yes, it did. Go be productive. Go make something happen.